got your party pants on? Because I... <laughs> I... Broke into Bruno's tower. I found his last vision. The family's in trouble. The magic is dying. The house is breaking. Luis's gift is fading, and I think it's all because of... Me? We say nothing. Abuela wants tonight to be perfect. To the Guzman's leave, you did not break into Bruno's tower. The magic is not dying. The house is not breaking. Luisa's gift is not fading. No one will know. Just act normal. No one has to know. Canto, 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 and welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what's this in the tin? We're best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. And it's a big hola as we bring you hola. episode number 105 in Canto from the devious mind of one Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So. Devious. We literally have just finished watching it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is pretty much how we do every week. <laughs> we <laughs> I don't do, we know do. why it's any different. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we we sit here, and I uh, think the difference would be that none of us had ever seen it before. Nope, yeah. none of us. So that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It must be the first movie that neither, all of us not seen anything. Of uh, this movie. <laughs> Parasite, maybe. Parasite, uh, no one had seen. Oh, yes, yeah. true. How's Moving Castle? Had you seen that before? No. I had. Oh, you had. Okay. Oh, okay. The list is very small. Mank. Uh, yes. Citizen Kane, yeah, yeah. So there's a few, okay. but it's it, it is a rarity. Actually, we should we should keep it. In mind, we should have some sort of term for something that none of us have seen, mm. and then we all get to watch the first time, mm. which we know will tie into something that'll happen at the very start of 2023. Ooh. I'm still getting oh used to the idea of 2022. Yeah. Yeah, next year is 2023. What's happening And then next we can year? rate the best film well, of those we, ones we've not seen before. Oh, for the I don't know if you've noticed, George, yeah. at the end of the year, we tend to look back on the year that was, and one of our categories is best first watch. Yes. Oh. And this is eligible for all four of us. Yes, that's mm. true. So it could be a front runner. It could be. Because it's eligible for all of us. But before we do that, let's talk about let's talk about some stuff. I'm going to do the charts first because I want to segue out of that into this, uh, which is we charted this week in America, America, here at home in Britain, in Canada, Canada, in Australia, South right. Korea, Brazil, Ireland. Cool. Is we Ireland did, top we, of the morning? Ireland's top, top of the, the morning. morning to you. <laughs> <We are. laughs> uh, Denmark, uh, Netherlands, uh, Switzerland, Colombia. Oh, number ten in Malaysia. Oh, we're back. And number three in Nigeria. Woo! That's the highest we've been there. Oh, I love it. It's great. So, we've got Colombia. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a very fit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so uh, let's just promo really quickly. Uh, we did last week Rebel Without a Cause. We did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were tearing each other apart. Actually, we weren't, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, no, you just tear me apart. You and your memories of the movie. Uh, we did The Besties that came out on Friday. Yeah. Always a fun whoop, time whenever whoop. you start ranking. I, I, I love to list and rank and do things like that. And then we've got uh, The Resties, which will record right after this. Oh, I need to do my homework. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. See if Liam finishes sorry, his list. Sorry, Check sir. It. Sorry, there sir. There we go. The dog ate it. The dog ate your homework. Um, I don't really know how to how to you know. We had to tell Liam a couple times to wake up, and the segue is into wake up San Francisco. Danny Tanner, also known as Bob Saget, yeah. died this week. He's the you know these things happen in threes. We say, and uh, we've had um, uh, oh Betty White. 
Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. Sydney, Sydney Portier. Portier. Yeah. And then Bob Saget, who you didn't know who it was, but no, a lot of people no. out there does. And that was a big show. For me, I mean, this is like a reminder about mortality. I mean, there was a, a block of sitcoms on Friday nights when I was a kid, and they were aimed kind of family-friendly sort of stuff. Um, you know, preteens probably were one of the big sort of hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, Bob Saget played the male lead in Full House, which would later come back as Fuller House. Oh. on Netflix, and then he was the voice of the narrator, uh, Old Ted, in How Much Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is how another generation of people learned yeah. who he was. Yeah. So uh, it's a bit shocking for me going, jeez, and just you know, unresponsive in his hotel room. Oh. So, you know, not that old. I want to think 60-something. 60 65, I think. That's so, so young these days. Bizarre, but Danny Tanner was 65. I still can't get my head around that. But yeah, so... Uh, on a side note, Danny from its musical podcast, I'm just going to throw this here. Uh, I, I I tweeted it out. He went, "Oh no, he's such a talented performer. I loved Raising Dad as my introduction to him, and he's the voice of one of my favorite sitcoms. And How Much Your Mother? This one hurts, and it's kind of where I was. I was too. It was just such a shock. Like, yeah. that's, that's my only re- like that was the one. It was a name I just wasn't expecting to hear for for a long time. Yeah. Um. So. There's no real easy way to segue out of this, but it was something that happened this week, and it was worth having a, a moment. Now we'll go on, and we'll do what we do, and we'll talk we about a movie, and we'll make some silly inside jokes, and we'll hopefully um, entertain each, if not you guys, then at least each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do that. If, if nothing else, we can. But people do get a hold of us and thank us for entertaining you, and hey, that's part of the gimmick and that's why we liked bob saget and so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and uh, just uh, do what we do so uh, i gotta hit a a button here there's a mistake i think i made oh i think i know what this one is yeah what do you think it is uh, is it uh what we said about moonfall or whatever no 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 um it was liam you and i had a conversation about uh dustin hoffman and a story about method acting uh-huh and if it was Marlon Brando or not, who told him, have you ever tried acting rather than staying up for three nights straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out, <laughs> I was very wrong on this one. It wasn't Brando. <laughs> it was Sir Lawrence Olivier, ah. <laughs> who then said the same line. Imagine the same line, but I'm going, my dear boy, have you ever considered acting instead? <laughs> <laughs> my dear boy. <laughs> All I can do is think about it in... Uh, I love Lawrence Olivier. In like Simon Callow's voice. Because he's going, oh, <laughs> my dear boy. <laughs> uh, another one. And this one's on, I think, the whole group. There's a mistake. I think when we were going through the besties on Friday, and we listed what people had uh, from, from the Patreon had voted in, we went, Jamie Lee Curtis... We didn't do trading places this year. No, we didn't, but you know what we, we did do? Knives Out. Oh, of course. Oh. So when it was Best Looking Woman, I mean, I think we all assumed it was young Jamie Lee Curtis, but she looks really good in Knives Out. She does. Yeah, for for, for, for an older woman. Which one is she? She's the one who had kind of the cool spiky silver hair. Oh, yeah. She yeah. does yogurt commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Activia. Um, and then we asked some questions about guns last week, and I said, let's ask Julian and Hermes, both of who responded. <laughs> Thank you. Julene says, Plato has a nickel-plated Colt model 1903. It holds seven rounds. I counted three shots. Could be wrong. So there should have been four more rounds in the chamber or in the clip. Ooh. 
Hermes says, to clarify the question on the amount of bullets left over, depends. I've not seen the film, but depending on the type of pistol, it could hold anywhere from 5 to 20 rounds standard. The standard average is about 15, though. I'm going, well, is that the case in 1955? Don't know if that would be the case or not. No, I don't but think still, so. I like Ju- Juline says 7 rounds, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Juline on that I one. I suppose that's 6 in the chamber and 1 in the... One in the actual gun, is it? The well, the, surely the chamber is the one that's loaded, ready to go. That would be the chamber, okay, wouldn't that, it? I wonder the spinny thing, then. Yeah, that, that's if it's a revolver. I, I don't think yeah. this was a revolver. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the revolver, the thing is like the old cap guns we got as kids, and you yeah, put yeah, six yeah. in, it just spins to the next one, right? That's right, yeah. I guess this is different because you don't have to manually load the bullet. You just put a new clip in, and it's ready to go. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me sound like I know what I'm guns. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a gun collector. I had a friend when I lived in Phoenix. He had a handgun collection. Wow. And I'm sorry, to the Americans, like that sounds so bizarre to the rest of the world. It does. Yeah. To have a handgun collection. And he let me hold one. I think I shot one once. Wow. I think I shot one once. And I'd be terrified. I, that, that, I was. But that bit where you, you push it and it has that power. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like not, not going to can off or something like that. It wasn't anything else. But I can see the seductive nature of that power yeah, yeah, of yeah, having yeah, access yeah. to it. But that's just from, from outsiders going, it's just such a literally foreign thought to the rest of us. Isn't that that's why they called it the equalizer? Is it? I don't, yeah, I guess, oh, I guess everybody's the same if you've got a gun in your pocket. Something back of my head says that. I don't know if that's true, if anybody's out there and you can... Wasn't that a film of Denzel, The Equalizer? Yeah, it yeah. was. <laughs> and a TV series with Edward Woodward. A couple of checks for me because there's some terms that weren't brought in. Uh, Julian referred to, and I thought I think it was an ersatz. It was actually ersatz. Ersatz referring to the uh, carer that Plato had. Mm-hmm. And said it's just a, a term for an inferior substitution, most often used in psychology, a stand-in for the real thing. So I would probably use pseudo- as yeah. mine. Or more casually in this country, we might B-tech. refer to it as a B-Tech. <laughs> yeah. So there's some podcasts out there that might be a B-Tech best film ever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, hopefully what you're getting here is the genuine article. That'd, the be, my, that'd be my solo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Intermittent transition. Liam's films are all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, re- regarding the besties, uh, Cheesy, who's, who's jumped in a lot this week, Cheesy. It's not easy being cheesy, says, uh, I love how every time it was Liam's nomination, he made it sound like he was going to be controversial, but none of them were, apart from Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And then friend of the podcast, Ensignian Davies, said, we need to get like some sort of like a Star Trek like sound for him. Why'd you call him Ensign? He he, he is, it's part of his Twitter handle. Oh. He goes by Ensign. It's it's a it's a Star Trek. Oh yeah. It's it's a Star Trek thing. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a space yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's like a naval thing. Yeah, a space yeah. navy thing. Oh, well, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> uh, it says, great episode. So good to be involved with the choices. Uh, made more fun by me not remembering what I chose. <laughs> Some great clips throughout, too. On to the resties. And you'll have that on Friday. You will. We're looking forward to it. It's, it's always a bit of fun. It's always also a bit of a, I got some blooper reels set up. Yay. <laughs> so we'll have to sort of brace ourselves for You're reliving. you cry with it. For for our bloopers, yeah. Why would I make you cry? Oh, I didn't know if you were going to like put like therapy time in it. <laughs> oh no no oh jeez no! <laughs> I've got a kind of feeling that um, one certain film might get a bit of a rapping. <laughs> no, we'll, no. uh, we'll go anyway. Uh, shout outs first and foremost. Our shout outs have to go to the people in the Patreon. Pool. Absolutely, yeah. we cool. we uh, thank you so so. I guess much. we could do this. Like I said, we couldn't do this, but we did do it for two years mm-hmm. without them. But it's it blows my mind. It blows my mind, and it helps the podcast be almost self sustaining, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Which is nice, and, and it, you know what it does? It ensures that we're back 
when 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 that when all those renewals come up mm-hmm. and that money's going to come out and we're like all right we're back because the podcast is relatively self-sustaining so if you want to be part of that make sure we get more bfe content patreon.com slash bfe it runs a great you know the smallest amount is three pounds a month it's it's you know it's it's mm-hmm. uh I think it's a nice entry point. I think so. I yeah. think so. Uh, and of course, we got to thank Julene, Reverend Bruce, uh, Andrew Ashevsky, first in the pool, yep. Lena Oberholzer, Randall Silva, Ensign Ian Davies, and of course, Chris Peterson. Yay. Thank you so Each and much. every one of you. Thank you. Ensign Ian got a hold of me, said he was a big fan of his friend of the podcast song. <laughs> I can't remember how it went. We'll, we'll have to, I'll have to isolate. The, I'll have to isolate the clip and see if we can uh, if we can find it for future <laughs> reference. Um, Reverend Bruce says, "Hey, Georgia, big news! College football's head huge in America. And last night, the University of Georgia Bulldogs, the school his two daughters went to, won the college football national championship. Woo, they beat the woo. Alabama Crimson Tide. So, congrats, Sorry, your the name Tide. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> so, congratulations, yeah, it is a thing. Your your name means victory. There's actually, oh, a, great, no. there's actually a great movie. Yeah, it is like a reference to to that as well in slang in North America. Okay, yeah. I was checking that they know what they've named themselves. Well, I think I think the Crimson Tide name came long before the sort of cultural reference. Okay, I've only ever heard However, it referred to as yes, of yeah. course you would. So, but uh, you're scaring around it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the the, the, the impo- women have periods. Yes, there we they go. do. Uh, I believe. I believe in Clueless, you refers to it as the Crimson Wave. Something Shark like week. that. Well, that, that wasn't in Clueless. I was trying to make a yeah. reference yeah, to something yeah, we've yeah. seen. Oh, no, I was, I was just but there is a great film. Favorite. There's a great film with Denzel Washington and, and, and Gene Hackman called Crimson Tide. Isn't it the submarine one? Yeah, it's fantastic. See? I love that film. <laughs> I don't know if it qualifies. That's the kind of film that could make an appearance as a wild card for me. Yeah. Because I okay, love it yeah. that much. And it's just, it's, it's a really exciting story. And it's great acting. It's before we knew who Denzel really was. Really, really was, yeah. Like, we're like, he's a good actor. He's dead. But, but the dude against, just brings it. Especially going up against Gene Hackman. Gene I mean, Hackman, was great like, character actor. Oh, brilliant. And what a presence. And a guy oh. who, like, when, when he's like, yeah, I'm acting like I always know. <laughs> Gene Hackman's always right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you, you yeah, definitely yeah, believe yeah. that. But anyway, Georgia, your name means victory. We got hung up on the other name. Your name means victory. Uh, I sort of stumbled over the word chancla or chancla. Yeah. Uh, last uh last episode um because julian said that she would have got the the, the chancla if, if it had happened mm-hmm. uh, that means slipper ah yeah would have caught the slipper if that happened so chancla. other shout outs uh let's go ahead uh the recast the podcast for the love hermes is actively asserting his right to troll them and still mocking <laughs> our southern accents Good. um carlo for the love uh poet laurie to the podcast Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Present the podcast is richer with Liam involved. I love Aww. his little one-liners. Another great episode of Liam's Film School. <laughs> what I got from this review is that although um, this is Rebel Without a Cause is iconic, it's ultimately confusing. I can even hear Liam doubting some of his opinions. Yeah. So. Um, well, the thing is, like I said in um, Twitter, which I couldn't go back to because I couldn't find it. <laughs> but um, what you see as a child and what you see as an adult is mm-hmm. two different things. Yep. And since we've been doing this podcast, I keep barring on about this, you see things in a different light. So, yeah, that's ruined a lot of my films. 
Well, he came on and went, this is why I love the podcast. Most of what you cover I've seen, but when I was younger, it makes me look at it in a different light and I learn something. Yeah. More often than not, he hasn't seen the films we pick, so he learns in a different way. Plus, he just loves listening to us. And he did say, hey, I was watching something the other day, caught my first Dutch angle the other day. Hey. Hey. Hashtag Ian's film school. <laughs> <laughs> I added that last bit in. Um, <laughs> but you know what? There is that. I mean, uh, um, uh, Alex from Mainstreet Finance has the same idea. He looks at films differently now because of listening to the podcast. We've sort of opened people's eyes to that other level of filmmaking. It's not just what do they say. It's how is the camera and the sound and all these things used to help with that message. And sometimes we don't get told it in dialogue. We only get told it through the camera. So it's great to hear people going, I'm seeing films differently now. And it's amazing. Also, I mean, I, I talk about the negative side of things, but I mean, the positive side of things as well. You see things in a different light, but sometimes in a, in a you've, more part. You've really picked up a lot of the cinematography over the time we've been yeah, doing this that's podcast. that's not something I'd, I'd ever noticed before. No, and I remember that moment when it was starting to click for you, and you yeah, were going, I'm yeah, seeing yeah. all this. It doesn't come up as much in conversation now, because I think you just get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not, it's, it's not an event anymore when it occurs. No. <laughs> no. So, whereas before it was. It was. Yeah. It was, it was, it was. So well done. Uh, I'm a, yeah, Georgia. I just want to push this button a second. There's a mistake. I think I'm now, we've let you push the button. I hope there's a reason for it besides I want to push the button. No, no, no there is a reason for pushing the button. Okay. I caught myself, and it's from literally about two minutes ago, um, because I'm aware that we have listeners that might not appreciate me saying or, uh, women have periods. All people with uteruses have periods. There we go. Continue. Well, not all. People with uteruses. So. You might you might age out of it. Okay, people with... <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is okay, a trick I, I, I didn't okay, want to like, generalise. You don't want to generalise. Okay, and thank you. We're very Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, hopefully people will take it with the spirit in which it was intended. But you have made your correction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Done. Period. Let's put a full stop on that one and move on, shall we? So we got Ray from Not Before Coffee, who does great work and always helps us promote the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Josh, from your next favorite movie, just a nice guy. Just a nice guy and always lets people know when he's listening to the pod. He always shares. Here's what I listened to last night. And if I'm being honest... It might be a list of four or five. We're usually the first one he mentions. So thanks a lot, Josh. Appreciate that. Uh, Ian from BitDead, thanks for thanks for that. Uh, l- new one, Life Talks with Aubrey Nicole podcast. Ooh. A couple times said, listen to these guys, they're great. I was like, thank you very much. I thank like you. the name Aubrey. Aubrey, yeah. Aubrey Nicole. It's a good Aubrey name. He- Wait, is it Audrey Hepburn or Aubrey Hepburn? Audrey. 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 Audrey's great as yeah. well. Uh, Aubrey Plaza that from Parks it. and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amanda from The Sip List, who was... Tre- just tremendously poor at fantasy football this year. Yeah, was great fun <laughs> but was on the, great on the- fun in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. Which actually, as long as you do one of the two, I'm generally okay. Yeah. If you try really hard, like set, set a lineup. You got to set a lineup. You can't get away without doing that. Yeah. But she did. So she was just bad on a different level. <laughs> but that being, <laughs> that being said, really fun in the, uh, and really just self-deprecating. And I got a lot of time for people who don't mind taking the mick out of themselves a little bit. Yeah. I'm and just bad she out was of the gate, aren't I? You're yeah. out of the game. Yeah, if the season know. was 30 weeks long, you'd be much better. Yeah. yeah. I'd be, oh, man, if they could do a 30-week season, I'd Ooh. love that. Like the, the, there wouldn't be any players left because then I'll be hurt, but yeah. I would love it. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, the So Wizard podcast. Vern from Cinema Recall did one of our quizzes once. What a nice guy. Oh. Uh, my sister shared a photo of her tea cupboard. Man, there was a lot of Tetley tea in that. Yes. <laughs> it, was like, it, was like, it was like everything Liam said. It was just like, oh. Your there sister's the gaffer. 
I've got Sorry, what was that? That is an advert that is like, no one is going to understand no. that. Oh, no. I was, sorry, I, I was trying some Yorkshire tea again, like, after what you said. And? I was wrong. Yeah, well, there we go. I did, like, yeah. the scientific where I was like, put the tea bag in to no. go for three minutes, do all that. <laughs> Uh, no. Have you ever seen that American woman who's like, I'm going to teach you all how to make tea? <laughs> oh, no, no, and no. she puts like water and milk in the cup and then microwaves it and what? then puts a the tea back in it. That's horrendous. It's, I'm it's trying awful. to figure out if she's in on it or not. Oh, there's okay. there's a couple of people who do that because they like to get like outrage clout. And yeah, it I don't think. Money. I think they must have seen this woman and went with that. But yeah, you can get like millions of views, which if, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you're monetized. Okay. Laugh all the way to the bank, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was like spaghetti sauce on the table? There's your dinner. Yeah. So, uh, what I'd else do we have? Th- I'd never think of those things. We've got uh, word of the. It was Switchblade. Random word. Switchblade. Yeah. Brought to us uh, this week. A lot of things. We had uh, Juline. We had Anthony and Davies, who did like a knife wrench from Scrubs. So I don't know how that ties in. I appreciate the Scrubs, but then I went. It does. I gave a hard time last week to 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 poet laureate Dwayne Smith. You did. That was poet laureate Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there we go. Uh, Hermes um, and poet laureate Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. There we go. Uh, Josh, my next favorite movie, who had Ed Asner saying Switchblade. Oh. Ed Asner, who's like the old man from Up. Oh, yeah. Oh, so okay. that gets my win for Gift of the Week. There's that gift who's like, nice. hi, yeah. I'm Ed Asner. And then he just pulls out a Switchblade. It's that, it's I that, yeah. So, I just so that, that gets the win. I didn't know what it was. And my sister. <laughs> so there we go. Lots of people there. And then out of nowhere, Jay Sands got a hold of me and said Lemongrass. Lemongrass. And lemongrass? I went, huh? <laughs> I was like, have, have I, have I like pitched the podcast? And this is like some sort of like new Twitter way of dissing someone. <laughs> this is the new Rosebud. And I went, what, what's this about? And he went, Tea. you gave me some great advice a few months ago regarding starting a podcast. As a result, I've been working my way through your back catalog. Your Angels with Dirty Faces episode said, say lemongrass if you're still listening to the to, to the podcast. Oh, that was the very first week. And our very first random word was yes. lemongrass and it just wow. came organically where i was like no one's still listening to this because <laughs> yes. we because it was it was angels with dirty faces and we went we realized like you know it's gonna be a lot more niche, niche yeah. and so we went, if anybody happens to still be listening and then you know almost a year later i completely forgotten so lemongrass was yeah. the first word word of the week that's incredible thank you for it was great yeah so yeah jay sands and was uh, going through a bunch of stuff he was uh so thank thank you so much he's like he says i'm about a year behind i'm like god bless you buddy I mean, <laughs> so i don't know if he's There's gonna keep I, I, I don't know if I tweet and say, look, you're, we mentioned you in this week's episode, if he'll get right to it or if he'll wait the year. <laughs> so yes. he'll get a hold of me and I'll be like, sorry, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, and if you're out there and you want to get involved, hey, easiest way to do it, why not Why not give us a review? Apple and Spotify both give you a chance to review podcasts. It really does help as much as everybody says that. It does help with the algorithms mm-hmm. and the charts and all that sort of stuff that make us feel all happy inside. Five stars is a nice number. Five. It's the magic number. It's our magic number. <laughs> give you that. It is. So outside of that, um, we're ready to get started and get crack a lacking. Cool. On Encanto. I don't know. People uh, in Canto. How much? I had heard like nothing about this film. I just saw dropping next week on Disney Plus. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just couldn't keep track. All of a sudden it was here. And I was like, oh. I knew of it when it got announced. I forgot about it for ages. I think I saw a trailer, and then I was in London for New Year's. Every, like, 
billboard was Encanto with Disney Plus, and I was like, oh yeah, that that that, not that, that movie. long ago that was in the cinema, was it? Yeah, well, not because no, cinema no, no, windows no. are like are like nothing now because a no one's going. Oh, okay. Because are they open? Are they not going to be open? We don't know. True. Unless it's Spider Man, and so not just unless it's Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man is the aberration. Spider Man. So, Spider-Man. yeah, the question is, what's going to happen with with with, with Encanto? When we show the box office. I mean, I've got some stuff to add to it as well about you know how this film ultimately does financially mm. versus how it does as as a product. You know how do, how do we enjoy it as a story or as or as a work of art? Uh, so that's interesting. The thing is, if people are paying to watch Disney Plus and stuff like that, and they're releasing it at the same time as the cinemas, how are the cinemas supposed to stay open? Yeah, I, I guess the other you side. I, mean? I guess the other side would be if you're if you're Disney, and you've put all this money into it, and then at some point, if the cinemas just aren't going to open, yet you've done all this promotion for it. Yeah. Okay, let's let's put it onto our streaming service and see if we can monetize it somehow that way. Not the way they did with Black Widow, where they tried to get you to pay the premium mm. price that like no one. I'd be very curious to see the numbers to see how many actually did, uh, or just make it a big media event and everybody talks about Encanto for a few days, and maybe you get some new people signing up for Disney Plus because that's the thing. That's what they're doing with the next Disney Pixar because it's turning red. I think it's called, and that was supposed to be like a big cinema thing, and they were. No, but we're just well, going to put it for free on Disney Plus. Like, the, so. the cinemas, that's I don't mean. think they want to. No, far from it. It's not them. This isn't the, this isn't what they want to be doing. But it's just a matter so of the reality when, of where okay, we're at. When when the reality kicks in and we've managed to control things and get things back to semi normal, if we can, um, will they then pull from Disney Plus? Will well, they, they won't then, pull it once it's there. Because if you take if you get rid of it, no, 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 no. I mean, new new releases, so they won't. They'll hold back. They'll another, hold. They'll like, hold back somewhat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 the, the window between release on in cinemas and release on streaming is getting shorter and shorter all the time and it was before the pandemic and that's just rush hurried up a little bit more i just don't want to see the it problem on. the problem is is when i go so when's that going to be mm. and we don't know and we thought mm. we've, we've reached the end of it we come back and all the, a couple times now mm. and i'll tell you what i mean the idea about getting together in a big group of people i mean you know I've, we've got some friends who are in some amateur dramatic stuff coming on mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not gonna lie if i said i'm gonna try and think what's the one that no one less people are, are going to go to so i can sit a little bit more apart because that it takes some getting used to the idea of sitting in the crowd again you should come to mine i'm gonna come to yours but (laughs) but but i'll probably look towards the matinee yeah okay and go what's the one that you know might have the smallest crowd because then i'll feel i'll feel better okay i also went to like an 11 o'clock showing a spider-man because i'm like no one's gonna be here and no one was. Oh, really? Spider-Man was, was, was full house when we went and saw it. Yeah, me too. But that's what we talked about when we did the Cinematic Council podcast part a little while ago was, you know, what is the future for cinema? How Because the financials of cinema do not work. They just don't. I'm unless just you scared. can Unless you can play to packed houses. I'm just scared. Once they go, they go. They're not, they're not coming back. What, cinemas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the infrastructure. Like, if it, if it, if it crumbles, it crumbles. Yeah. And then yeah. you know what we're left with? We're left with the three streaming giants, and yeah, that's yeah. how you watch movies now. Yeah, I know. Now, what does that do for the financials of film? I don't think you can justify a $200 million budget anymore. No. Not it's, if a you're, like, it's a bit like music now, isn't it? There's not really a chart as such, is there? Like there used to be. No. You know, the chart's all over the place. There's a vinyl chart. There's a dance chart. Well, there's yeah. a R&B chart. There's all these different charts. There's not just one kind of chart. And there's fans out there who can manipulate it, and they get together, and they organize. Yeah. It's not the old day of who's actually paying for the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And movies is one of the last things we kind of have that with. Yeah. If 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 we still do. I'm just old school. I want it to stay. Yeah. Oh, also, it's weird, because gets more attention. Doesn't get this, like, more money. Because Eternals came out on Disney Plus, like, four days ago. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen it get like loads of attention now because I can watch it on Disney Plus, but it's not making any money back. It's just in the zeitgeist now. The question properly. is, and the thing with Disney that this will work with, and I should say, we're, we'll probably release this on Talking the Mickey as well. So, hello, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. from Talking the Mickey. We're back. Don't ask where Ellie went. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about Ellie. <laughs> She's up up in some tower somewhere. Um, But, uh, oh, where was I with this? Oh, Disney. So the benefit of this is if you're Disney and you can make these things at least have a conversation, then where do you make your money from is from the intellectual property. Yeah. And can we market and merchandise and do things with this instead? Yeah. So if these characters from 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 Eternals, if we can somehow find a way to bring them into other movies, or we can make the sequel mean something, or we can do T-shirt, whatever it might be. Not that I think Eternals is a great marketing campaign because it was dull as dishwater, but <laughs> but that's where the value for this goes. So you can take the hit a lot more than you know. Um, we're gonna have uh, the Death on the Nile. Oh no! Right? Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is gonna deal with the fact that cinemas are down. Plus, you've got about three actors in that movie who have been involved in some problematic stuff yeah. and you can't shoot, shoot around them no. so you're going to have to release the movie as is it's going to kill the franchise yeah. which is a shame because I don't mind the idea of a Hercule Poirot universe do you know the weird thing though right I'm not a big fan of um, Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot but cinematographically cinematramatically <laughs> Picture wise, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> I mean, the the the, the, visually, the aesthetic, the aesthetic of a Kenneth Branagh amazing film, yeah, in the first one. And she's I, I, if I could talk about that, I would absolutely. Some bits I would rip. Where I'm like, there's no reason for it looks cool. There's no, no reason for that shot. Exactly, here. I know, but it just looked beautiful, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Speaking of things that look beautiful, let's pivot back now. Although pivot. I appreciated the conversation, yeah. but let's pivot back to Encanto, Georgia. Why did you pick this? Mostly because I wanted to watch it. Because um, it's been popping up on the, on the like on Disney Plus, and I'd seen a few adverts for it, and I was probably most aware of it because I'd seen different bits, and obviously it's Lin Manuel Miranda that's in it, well not in it, that wrote the music and stuff, and that's always going to entice me in. Um, and so I was interested in that, and then to find out that it was Stephanie Patrice as the lead, who I love in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine nine. Nine nine. nine, nine. Which she? Rosa. She's the oh, mean one. Oh, I love her. The leather yeah. jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, right, so I need to watch this. And then I thought, well, I've got a pick coming up. I might as well watch it on the pod. There we go. So. Um, Thanks for picking it. Yeah, but easily, I mean, every time this comes up, we say it, our newest ever film that we've well to be fair yeah. most of the time if we do a new film it's a see it or skip it isn't it yeah yeah i mean this one's you know, interesting in the fact that it's, it's it's there it meets the criteria it meets all yeah. the criteria so yeah i mean it's not we can't go oh it's too new to do it it's just no. it's just really interesting yeah i the one thing i am glad about is that it is accessible on disney plus yeah yeah because mm-hmm. if we did one and it was in the theaters it was like okay i don't want to make someone pay like like eight pounds to go listen to see, see the film that we're reviewing yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't have disney plus i guess you don't have disney plus but you know this is at least is out there. Or it's like last year. You can year when get we a free Soul. trial for Disney Plus anyway. Yeah, you can do that. Sorry, what was that? It's like last year on Talking to Mickey when we did Salt like a week or two after it came out. Yeah, it Disney like, Plus. Yeah. But that was a Disney centric podcast. Yeah. So we would assume people would have Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last year we did Parasite. It was a year. Yeah. It was a year old. It was a year, whatever, from from winning that. We kind of went, look, it's, it, it is what it is. It's a big deal. Let's go ahead and have a look at this. I will never, ever, ever watch that film again. No, no. 
Anyway, we've pivoted again. Let's go back to this. <laughs> Which is fair because usually we pivot when we don't when the, the film's kind of like, oh, I want to talk about this film. But I'm I'm, I'm totally ready to talk about this film. Um, it was co-directed and co-written by Jared Bush, who had previously been the writer and director, or one of the directors and one of the writers of Zootopia, mm-hmm. and was the writer of Moana. Yeah. Hey. The ever co-director was Byron Howard, uh, who was a director on Bolt, oh. a director on Tangled. A writer, oh, director on Zootopia, and a writer and director, but wrote the story only of Encanto. So there we go. So uh, screenplay by Jared Bush, as we said, and Sharice Castro-Smith. Didn't really find much about, about her back catalog, mm-hmm. but, oh. but I want to mention that. And music by Jermaine Franco. Uh, this would be the scoring, who had also done Dora and the Lost City of Gold. That's a fun movie, but it's not a good movie. No. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, Lice uh, Songs yeah. by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I believe he had help from uh, Kristen Anderson, Lopez, and uh, Robert Lopez as well, who did, music, did all the music for Frozen as well. Cool. So... Um, we start off with Open Your Eyes, and this is where we sort of find our introduction with little girl Mirabelle, uh, played by Stephanie Patrice. Yeah. Yep. From Nidung. And it says, um, we find out this is where magic comes from, and we're shown a candle, a very ornate looking candle, but it's mm-hmm. a candle. And we find, how do we get a miracle? And a long time ago, and the movie is like 90 seconds old, and I've already got a flashback inside of a flashback. (laughs) (laughs) Or a flashback instead of a prologue, at the very least. And if you don't like that form of storytelling, we're going to have flashbacks. This is not the film for you. This film loved themselves a flashback for exposition. I can just hear the CinemaSins ding going off. (laughs) I've got a little bit of flashback whiplash during this because it was just so sudden. Okay. Uh, Grandma, we found out, was forced to flee her home as a young woman. Uh, they couldn't escape the dangers. And it looks like the four men of the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse it's are chasing them down. That, is that it? what yeah. they were supposed to be? No, I just think it's supposed to, it's just four guys on horseback representing just this oh, evil, okay. evil men. Yeah, yeah. But the minute you put four, it's sort of a, a visual that we're used to. be more of the story. Yeah, yeah they, not so much, it seems. No. In our darkest moments, this is, our darkest moments is a nice way of saying, yeah, my husband died. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my husband died, left me and my three babies. Uh, triplets. All alone. Uh, all alone. It so was... Re- all alone. <laughs> and so they were given a miracle, and we heard that the candle could never go out, and it gave us a refuge. And I just feel like saying, I have a Christmas tree in my house. You do. <laughs> it sits by my TV. I plugged it in. It's just one that comes with little lights, and you just put a couple of AAA batteries in it, and that's it. And I put a couple of AAA batteries in this thing on Christmas Eve, and I turned it on. Everyone was taking their Christmas tree down. I was like, nope, I'm not doing it till the lights die. <laughs> the lights are still on. It is January. Not the lights off. No, yet. it's They're been on, on 24 hours a day. I thought I'd be lucky if I got through Boxing Day. It is January 16th <laughs> <laughs> as we record this, and the lights and are now still. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. I will not take it down until it's time. That's great. At first, it was like this big bravado thing, and now I'm looking at like do, I'm starting to regret my <laughs> my sort of things. I definitely thought it would have been out by now. So this is it's uh, just stubborn. Maybe it's it, going to go ma- out. Maybe it's magic first. Magic. Maybe it's magic. <clears throat> Uh, and then we find out the house is alive. Oh, magic! In the flashback, the ha- this house comes to life, and and mom's smiling, and I'm like, "You are taking the death of your husband way too well." Because she's getting material things. I find this terrifying. Last time I saw someone take someone else's death this lightly, their jacket got caught on a door handle (laughs) as they were trying to mail. Because it's like, wow, I got some cool, wow. Look at that. This house house is nice. (laughs) Rightmove.co.uk. 
Um, if Right Move want to sponsor us and get me a house, that'd be great. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be a house. Um, all, all of us. Yeah. And so, there we go. And um, every generation has been making magic ever since. And this is, I said Madeira at the time, Mirabelle's magic getting day. Here's my generation. It's like two. Yeah. Here is my thought, though. Well, she's like her grandmother. She's not great grandmother. Oh, yeah. There's just been different age groups within it. Here is my issue with this. How do they know which day to send the kid up to get the magic? I think it's because the door glows. So the door lets them know? Yeah. Doesn't the tiles move them in as well? I feel like the house just tells you. The house just tells you? Yeah, Yeah. the house does stuff. That clock, doesn't it? That clock goes tick, 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 tick. Woo. A lot of clocks go tick, tick, tick. No, but uh, it came... came. Yeah, oh, that's my other issue was, what's alive in this house? Because this movie plays fast and loose with this. It does. Oh, the floorboards were making the the, the The clock move. No, because later on, the chairs move by themselves. Ah. I think anything that was there when it was built probably is alive. It was built. It was built out of magic. <laughs> yeah. So the stuff that, and then the stuff that they've brought in, like the clock and the sugar. But do you see stuff. these cell phones on the counter? I didn't see anything. I mean, everything's see, original, isn't it? I just well, assumed uh, that it was like the floor, the patio moving it. No, these these chairs were were later on are totally sentient. I they, love they, you, they the just, beast. Exactly. <laughs> that was my that's issue. What, what that was my issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of part, large parts of this movie felt like Coco and Beauty and the Beast got put in a blender. <laughs> and we went, what can we do here? Um, and, and, a bit of little mermaid. <laughs> yeah, and then everything's alive. The clock. I thought the shoes were at first, but no, it's the floor making the shoes move. That was clever. And she goes, what will my gift be? And Grandma says, uh, you are a. I think wonder is what we have to go with because I, th- I yeah. thought I heard water, but then I, nothing, I, I nothing else really kind of yeah, lined no, up with that. Yeah. So I'm going to go with wonder. Yeah, your gift will be as special as you. And then we flash forward, and it's Mirabelle's cousin's day. Antonio. Antonio, which we find out. I, I was really listening for a name. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really give us one for a long well, time. They 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 give it to you, but they don't give it directly. It's mom is looking for Antonio. Yeah. And then Mirabelle comes back under the bed. Oh, is that what it is? There you are. Everyone's looking for you. We get a song. I think the song is This Is My Family. I think so. Or think Family so. Madrigal or something like that. And the house gives you a treadmill because the one is like working out and the floor <laughs> is just moving. And I'm like, I spent like five hours on a treadmill. <laughs> you did. And I'm like, I need this instead. <laughs> I need to you have no excuses. If the floor in the house just moves, you got to run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was the music like a bit too loud for the vocals for anyone else? Or am I just going deaf? I've yeah, got no, in my notes here, where is it? I had a really hard time understanding the lyrics in the song. Yeah. The sound mixing is out because the music yeah. is too loud. I couldn't make out what was being said. There's a lot, which, there's a lot of story TV, that's important. No, because I, the rest TV of the songs shows. I could hear fine. Yeah. Oh, I could. This has got to be okay. This is the only one I really had a hard time with. I had a couple issues. It might just be the sound mixing. The problem with this is this is the song that introduced you to everybody. Yeah, Luckily, I, I they repeated get a name. it quite a lot. Huh? <laughs> Luckily, they repeated the different people quite a lot. They di- I, I, I <laughs> still, I've got like three sisters, and that's it. I don't know anybody else's name in this movie. The only one I got was Bruno in the song, and that's Bruno. They don't talk about Bruno. Um. So here's my question: If I retile the counter, am I killing the house? I think no. it retiles itself. It retiles itself. Yeah. yeah. We find out they're in Colombia. Yes. Which is great. And some cute kids tell me it's physically impossible to relax. <laughs> I remember being that age and being like, whether it was like you were going to go to like a theme park the next day or Santa Claus was coming or whatever oh, it was. Yeah. You know, just relax. You're like, how do you, what? What is this word? Yeah, I, I, I never knew how to relax. No. 
No. Uh, <laughs> other family members can do. We, we, this is where we find out the, the, the magic of Radio House. Other people can heal people with food. Love that idea. That was cool, yeah. yeah. Control the weather, but it's like the food seems intentional. The weather seems like a side effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the weather's controlled by her mood. Uh, they only yes, show I got that, it. but there's not not once did we see her actually use that power intentionally. They show yeah. it in a, a negative way every the, single time. Over the picture. Yeah. Okay. It was like, It's not really weather, po- is one it? One positive to- like, so, showcase and the rest is negative. So the positive version of her is a Snapchat filter. <laughs> Basically. For the record, that was Ethan laughing, not George. <laughs> Um, but we don't talk about Bruno. Um, each generation must keep the magic going, uh, Grandma says. Uh, we get introduced to the beauty and the brawn, her two sisters. The beauty we would eventually find out is Isabella, and the brawn is Louisa. Louisa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still don't get told Mirabelle's gift, and it's clever because they keep asking, and she keeps avoiding it. I'm like, okay, there's something here. Mm-hmm. Why are you ducking this? And she keeps saying things like, I love my family. And you really get that idea. She really does yeah. love her family, and she's really not bitter. No. no, she's Which, not. when you find out what you find out, it'd be really easy to be bitter. Yep. Um, and then we find out that Mirabelle didn't get one. Dun, dun. And the family's rough about it, especially Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And we had, hers was the last ceremony about gifting. And I'm like, wow, I would have thought more people would have been like, what happened here then? Yeah. Too uh, afraid, maybe. But she said, gift or no gift, I'm just as special as the rest of my family. And one of the kids goes, maybe your gift is being in denial. <laughs> Which was great. Yeah. That was in like all of the advertising materials. And it cracked oh, me up it? every time. Yeah. I mean, this is like the X-Men. They've all got a special power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't really choose it, but they're going to come to this family and house and learn how to use it for the betterment of, of the community around them. Yeah. So we have this weird thing where they're like some sort of like weird royal family. Yeah, who like helps serve yeah. the community around them, but it's this weird symbiotic. They'll let them have their life of like luxury in exchange for the support they'll give them to make sure they don't fall down the totem pole too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. They, seem, weird. they seem to keep everyone else in relative luxury as well, though. So luxury might not be the word, but they're not hurting. No. Mm. Uh, and this is where we introduce the sister, and it's Isabella. And Mirabelle says, "Please don't clap." Uh, we're told we find out very quickly they don't get on uh, Mirabelle's parents try to give her a pep talk and we do see this I think where dad's been stung by some bees yeah, yeah. and he gets fed uh, something Ethan I'm assuming uh, it's you an empanada there we go nice Ethan's my 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 food go to guy, guy yeah. on the pot here Pretty. empanada I've never had an empanada in my life it's really nice is it sweet uh they can be I usually just have them like because they're sweet and savory it's kind of like um melon how do I describe this? Like, you know a samosa? Yes. Yeah, it's sort of really? like a, a samosa in a way that there's always something sort of in it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a, po- it's a pocket, it. is it? Yeah, it's kind of like a pocket. Okay, the bee sting stings. <laughs> uh, I'm just realizing I put Pop-Tarts in my toaster about Pop-tarts. two and a half hours ago and never ate them. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll microwave them to get them hot without having to toast them again. Hot, hot. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we, I, haven't, I swear, I haven't had Pop-Tarts in a decade. So I saw them in Tesco and today. And then you forgot about them. Because they were a reasonable price. For once, they weren't like being charged like, like, like if, if you're not from here. Yeah. Um, 
we have this sort of aisle of like specialty foods and you know if it's from like food. if it's from like like western europe or even central europe they're really not that expensive but as soon as you import anything from the states mm-hmm. the price like doubles if not triples what you would have paid in an american shop Absolutely. for it you want some twinkies pay five pounds yeah so when i saw like like, like an eight pack of of pop tarts for like 250 i was like oh okay it's like reasonable price uh, only two flavors but it's okay it's the two you'd probably expect to have uh, and i was like all right i'm gonna have some of these for the first time in like literally a decade and then i put them in the toaster and forgot to have them you always see the strawberry ones you don't have to see really chocolate maybe if you go to the states man there's like 30 different kinds of pop tarts really? in the grocery store oh yeah oh it's like someone said here's breakfast cereal even your most sugary version lucky charms whatever and they went yeah. still reminds people of like something nutritious just a little bit how can we get rid of it i know what if we put dessert in a toaster and said, <laughs> and said this is breakfast and they're like, i like it but even then it went from like jam which is like some sort of semblance of like fruit Toast. kind yeah. of yeah and you went oh no let's do chocolate and maple brown sugar instead it's like there's nothing it, it literally is just here good morning let's pour like 400 grams of sugar down your throat. No wonder people love them. <laughs> but not as much as it seemed they love that empanada because it healed dad's bee stings. Nice. And that was, that was kind of cool. Um, she And they said, come on, you don't have to ha- try so hard. And Mirabel says the house is going to decorate itself, at which point the house kind of does, which cool. was funny. Was, yeah. I like that. Mirabel almost lights, lights the house on fire, and I went, they still haven't figured out how to animate fire correctly in computer animation fully. No. At least not there. Yeah. Um, i get there. Grandma, is Grandma Abuela? Am I saying that right? Abuela. Abuela. Uh, Abuela tells Mirabel to stay out of the way. Grandma has a, a feeling about this ceremony, and the sister provides some pathetic fallacy. And at this point, she's got a rain cloud only over her head. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to make up your mind. Either it affects the weather, which means everybody, mm. or it's a personal thing. But if it's a personal thing, there's not really a magic gift. Not really. It's just a nuisance. It's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't know what, what they wanted it to be the whole house they wanted it to be the whole village or when it was just her yeah true inconsistent inconsistent uh and then we find out the present will self-destruct because we meet antonio who's underneath the bed hiding i guess the deal is you stay in the nursery until, until you, get your own room. you get your gift until the because the part of the gift is you get your own room the house makes you a room oh that's why they're roomies because she never got a gift yeah, so she's there until she gets one, theoretically. Uh-huh. And so it's kind of like there was a show <laughs> There's a show in the States called Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Yeah. Because it was Extreme Makeover, and that was like, like, like one of those terrible ones at the start of the 21st century where they take a girl who, for, by traditional standards, is considered unattractive, mm-hmm. and they would like give her like all the plastic surgery and like dresses and, and like uh, wow. makeup and like Botox and all that stuff to make her look pretty at the end wow i'm using finger quotes for anybody out there yeah. for an audio medium yeah. um and then out of that came this extreme makeover home edition where basically it was just renovate your house but they used the branding of extreme Ma- and became like one of the biggest shows on television is that the one that's like move that bus yeah yeah because the bus will block the viewpoint yeah. but basically they meet some kid and go hey jimmy what do you like Oh, I kind of like hockey. And as soon as they leave, they go, all right, we're giving Jimmy a hockey bedroom. Everything <laughs> hockey. The floor will be like, ice. The, the floor is it's like, it's like uh, the red lines. Like, oh, we got some sticks from the Detroit Red Wings. It's like, the kid's like, you can't go, no, I don't like the room. But it's like, imagine people still have like more than one interest occasionally. And something like this, where it's a fictional thing, made it a lot better. But it was like, he likes animals. <laughs> he can have the animal room. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what though if he'd walked into that room with ice rink I'd been pucker wouldn't 
<laughs> we had this the entire film. It was just Liam making puns. It is. When Liam gets tired, he gets punny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a song, which I've got in my notes. This is definitely not a remix stolen under the sea. Oh, I know. I don't know and what this was, but it was, to it. Oh, it was. It was. It was. It was very close. It was uncanny, wasn't it? I couldn't I make up the unhear- words. Yeah. I can unhear it then. Yeah. That. Once it's there, it's there. Yeah. Uh, so this is like they're getting ready for the for the ceremony. The house provides little ho- uh, little hat hooks yeah, cool. by sticking little little Tiles stones out, out, tiles out. Yeah, <clears throat> um, the sister's gift apparently Isabella can manipulate flowers. This is where I finally started to understand this. She manipulates nature and flowers, mm-hmm. uh, and the house prevents any of the children from who want to take a peek at the new door by turning the stairs into a slide. I rather <laughs> like that. That was cool. Uh, and then we go to the ceremony, and I'm asking: Shouldn't more characters, from what we've learned here? Shouldn't more characters have been concerned about it not working again? Yeah. Abuela should definitely have looked concerned. Because they haven't done it since I think then. she is. She's just trying not to. Because mm-hmm. you, you hear her talk about it after. Yeah, I think we need to see it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Some, uh, maybe it tips the hand too early. But, you know, or more people are talking about going, well, I'm sure it won't be like, because at first you're like, oh, poor Mirabelle. She didn't get it. Yeah. And then we find out really late in the game, this is the first one since. And I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, You'd have apprehensions, wouldn't you? I would. And then uh, Antonio steps into the... Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Abuelo's saying, and now another of our children will step into the light to make us proud. And as she Ooh. says this, the camera's on Mirabelle, who's actually hiding like underneath in the, the stairs like in the movie. shadows. Yeah. And Antonio's the one who calls her into the light, and he says he needs Mirabelle, and everyone gasps when she shows up. Yeah. Um, which is rough. This it's is her legacy. Child. Yeah. <laughs> He's scared and won't go on and latches on to her because she's a good sister, cousin, whatever she is. I guess cousin. Cousin, cousin yeah. yeah. Uh, and then as they walk up, we flash back to Mirabelle's ceremony through 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 cross-cutting. At the, each point, we see what it was like for her because that's, that's where we left her. We left her ready for her ceremony. Yeah. And uh, for her, the house is showing a door and it's glowing. And then when she touches it, the door's a complete jerk. <laughs> and takes the door away. Yep. Yeah. And like the candle flickers. And I'm like, whoa, this house is an ass. No gift for you. Like, just don't produce a door. Don't, yeah, don't, don't ever put the door up. This is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. This is really horrible. I got some issues with the house. <laughs> yeah. We all forget the house way too easy in this film. Especially because the whole thing is you, your grift isn't yet, but it will be to make me again. Yeah. Is that the gift? I don't know. And is, is it the oh. house's fault or is it just the magic's fault? Well, the house is the, is the manifestation of the magic. No, the candle is. Oh. I'm confused now. I think it's the candle's fault. I think it's a bit of But you can't, but the candle's never personified. Is the house is like I mean this thing's already hanging by a thread. Someone <laughs> died, and then we had this magical candle show up. This sounds like you know. And gra- we already had the gra- candle; it just became magic. Was the candle not the spirit of Pedro, the dead husband? I blame Alan John. Into it. I, I think that candle in the wind. This it's like the selfless act provides yeah. this, yeah. but it, it, she always refers to it as the candle. She never sort of says to the family, "This is." Grandpa Pedro. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit where she's uh, talking. We, we, we'll get that place. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a bit of a realization through the movie, but I don't think it transpired into that what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. And so Antonio touches it, and it works, and he can speak to animals. And we know this because like a toucan lands on his shoulder, and he goes, "I can understand you." He's <laughs> only seven, understand. to be fair. And I'm like, isn't it easier if you just go, squawk, squawk, squawk? Of course you can come. 
That would tell me as an audience member, absolutely. Now, the part it's not really explaining is that's I, he can understand the toucan. How's the toucan understanding him? Uh, magic. magic. The candle. Candle. Yeah, it's weak. All <laughs> around the house. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Antonio goes into his room, and I was typing. It's like the TARDIS meets the first it Fantastic is. Beast film. And the kid goes, it's bigger on the inside. I'm like, you owe the BBC some money, kid. Yeah. And they need it. It's also like Jumanji, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Huh? Had a bit of Jumanji in there. There's all sorts yeah. of bits in there, but this idea of it in my room, I can fit all these creatures, and they can do. I mean, there's a little bit of Doctor Doolittle. There's a, the like they're borrowing the, from a lot the of the things. Making the tree look like a TARDIS. Console. I got there's a little bit of. I'm gonna say it. A little bit of the wild. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Talk about our, our worst of Jace. Um, the so to this date, the only film that's ever going to win worst Disney film of the year. Yep. Yep. The Wild. Uh, if you want to take a look at our talk in the Mickey podcast and listen to that one, that I've, is wild. I've I've barely that's a forgiven good episode, Ethan for that. Even if you don't like Disney or what the, the, the sad part is, well, no, you have to watch the film to get it though. Yeah. Uh, Abuela says. I knew you could do it. A gift just as special as you. And they gather around for a picture and no one invites Mirabelle to join. Furthermore, no one's looking for Mirabelle. And if I'm mom, who's later going to go, oh, I thought tonight would have been very difficult for you. Then why aren't you looking out for her to make sure she's still part of the family in this picture? Especially dad, who's also like not magic. I hadn't thought of... he's an outsider. I went nuts once on... Lilo and Stitch for that whole like, Mahana means family. Like I'm like, someone should have been looking out for this girl. Yeah. Someone. And the film wants to go, Abuela's went too far. Where's everybody else in this family? Yeah, no. This girl who had a whole song about how much she loves her family, and not one member of them went looking for her. Yeah. There are two members of the family who are sort of in her position, which is her dad and her uncle. Because they're both outsiders who haven't had the magic. Good point, yeah. And both of them just don't give a shit. They couldn't care less. Oh. He's too busy being like, oh, my son I never once saw her him. in a bad light through the whole movie. Who? Mirabelle. That's the point. You're not wrong. Is she... Well, then again, is Belle, is Belle not too perfect? Yeah. I mean, she didn't... Is Moana not too to perfect? House, yeah, so, you know. No, because it, it, wasn't, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, but yeah. like, she, she still did it. It's kind of it's kind of thing. We, we, the Disney movies have always given us this girl who's just too perfect without any flaws. The guys do. The guys always have flaws. Mm-hmm. I'm trying yeah. to think of the last m- hero. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Hero? Yeah, Hero. Hero's a angsty. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Big Hero Six. Um, so moving on, um, we go ahead and uh, we get the next song. I think it's called "Waiting on a Miracle." Is what I would think it was called. Probably. I've got in my notes, should we mention that Mirabelle's gift seems to be that she can freeze time and speak to everybody? Because <laughs> like, the whole picture stops. She's like walking around. I'm like, this would have been cool if this was actually her gift. That would have been and cool, at the yeah. end, like things are going to go badly. She can stop time, fixes everything. I'm like, that's a pretty, but no one else will be able to see it because it's just too quick. Yeah. Oh. That would have been a cool gift. I want to see that. That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> work if, if it's going to be X-Men, she can, she's like the one from well, like, Quicksilver, Quicksilver oh, yeah. who just runs around and fixes everything. That would have been cool. Been you can have Lin-Manuel Miranda like rap beside her as she's doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so I can, I've got my things. I can make out the lyrics for this song. Mm. Uh, the visuals here are great. Lots of lights. Very Coco. Yeah, I've not seen Coco. I've got a question yeah. later about Coco and the impact on this. Um, the song ends with a shingle coming off the roof, which actually made me go, "Oh, 
Yeah. It did, because I was like, oh, that's, yeah. I know what that means. Because the house isn't supposed the to The house isn't that. supposed to break. No. So no one's around. Is this a dream? And no, the walls are cracking. The room starts to flicker. The candle starts to struggle. And I'm like, where is everybody? This makes no sense. It must be a dream. No, they're still chilling in the jungle room, in the in the, <laughs> in the, in the TARDIS. In the jungle room. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, they got fun and games. Uh, yes, they do. And so we find out quickly that Mirabelle turns into the girl who cried Loba. Loba. What is Loba? It's Spanish for wolf. wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I went ahead and looked it up. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you kind of put two and two together, couldn't you? you oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Wasn't, I was hoping. That's the point. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to the girl who cried wolf, and I went, no, no, I can do better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I will look it up. Um, I, I guess I'm the lone Loba on this podcast. Uh, uh, Abuela doesn't believe her sister. I'm uh, sorry. Abuela doesn't believe Mirabelle because the house looks great and the candle still burns bright. Now, again, at no point do we get her looking like anything even close to concerned. She looks around. Nope. She does afterwards, though, doesn't she? And she's like, yeah. I can't believe the house was shaking, blah, blah, blah. She and she's talking to talk her husband. Yeah. 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 So she knew, she yes. believed her, which actually I think makes her even more of an arsehole because not only did she actually believe yep. her because she knows it's the truth that is happening, she publicly shamed her. Publicly shamed her as well. And <laughs> this is grandma's move. Um, the sister looks judgmental and mum thinks Mirabelle might be acting out of her pain. Well, it's nice you're looking for her now, mom. Um, yeah. Mom was, I think you're as special as everyone else, but I don't want you to end up like Bruno. I hope the way they handled Bruno was pretty good. Yeah, he was forced. He, like he was enough mention of him to go. This is gonna be important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mirabel then goes for a walk, and she overhears Abuela. Uh, she's on the roof of of the house. Which, if there was a house with shingles falling off, and I'll tell you the one place I'm not walking. No. <laughs> but she overhears Abuela talking to Pedro, the ghost of yeah. Pedro, the spirit of Pedro. It's Pedro. Well, that's why I it's thought lucky. he was supposed to be the candle because she she only suspects like talks to pedro when the candle's there it's lucky she did it by the window <laughs> at this one specific time where the candle is so we could overhear everything yeah because that's what i'm gonna do if i have a magical candle i'm afraid it might go out put that sucker by the window yeah 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 it's fine you know it was like we're, we're concerned the, the, the magic's ending <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you you know at least the beast got the idea i want to put something over, over it. it now you yeah. can't put something over there because it will no, extinguish yeah. that would have been great she goes <laughs> to put the over and goes, protect it oh shit <laughs> <laughs> But but she's but they're concerned about it, and we find out she's concerned about it. But it's never gone out before. Yeah. Why would they move it away from? Also, just just run around, just pour some water on it, or something like that. Door disappeared before. Yeah, no, you. It was like ten years ago. Now though, will it? (laughs) Um, Mirabelle goes. Oh, you think it's that long? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Those those children are like seven, eight. Are they really? Yeah, they don't look at. How old's Mirabelle supposed to be? I'd say she must be fifteen. I'll do a Google check. Yeah, yeah, 15, yeah. yeah, So I, I'm arguing like one or two years, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But hey, that's what we do on this. You know why you've come here, folks. This is what we do. It's a different. It's, it's, hey, there we go. Age well, game, age game. Let's all with the age, age game. game. <laughs> um, so then we've got. Um, uh, I've got just a part of it. Would you leave a magic candle on a windowsill? Mirabelle decides she's going to save the miracle. And I'm going in my notes. I'm already typing. And how is she going to do this? She goes. Oh, how am I going to do this? And I'm like, great. So she seeks out help. And so there's a sister who hears everything. So she's going to go talk. And the cousin who hears everything. That's her aunt? Yeah. Okay. Who hears everything. So I'm going to go ahead and talk. And finds out, no, there's nothing there. But she did hear Louisa's eye twitching all night. (laughs) Wait, it's her aunt? 
Yeah. Is that her aunt or is that her cousin? I was going to say, that makes the ending a little bit problematic. So oh, no, she does oh, say, no, I have a cousin, a cousin you should meet. Yeah, it's a cousin, sorry. Uh, I don't know if it makes it problematic. I don't know. It depends how old she, the aunt's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, aunts can be different ages. I say, I know yeah. I know two boys that have got a year between them and one of them is the other one's uncle. So, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. mainly because she's, always, <laughs> she's, always, she's one of the three little babies. So she'd be the same age as Mirabelle's mum. But she's not. She's a daughter of. Daughter of who? One of the... Oh, she's a cousin. Yeah, we don't... Yeah, 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 Um, So Mirabelle seeks out help. Um, We said, the chairs help themselves to a space at the table. I've got one of the rules here. Isabella's (laughs) about to be married. And that's the important thing in this family, spitting out babies. Yep. (laughs) That's what we're told. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're talking about the royal royal connection. five children, apparently. Being in the village, weren't they? Yep. Uh, Louisa seems to be concerned uh, about things, but is too busy moving churches and livestock. (laughs) <laughs> but her eye continues to twitch. And we get the song about being under the surface. And uh, to be fair, it was very samey the whole way through. Surface, surface pressure. pressure yeah. Surface pressure. But it's the idea that, you know, I've got to be this person everybody expects me to be. Yeah. And then what happens if that's not good enough ever? And then who am I if I don't have that? Ooh, deep. Deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we all have crises of conscience. When so this we're... entire film is allegorical for like a bit of crisis in your life isn't oh, it oh yeah like, this is very... like existential crisis the sure. movie yeah <laughs> what happens to everything i've built up comes tumbling down yeah yeah and what if i put then, too and, much pressure into the wrong things that breaks it down and then and then and then, and then who am i after this and if i'm too busy trying to hang on to something that i lose what i was what the point of yeah. it all was and if i'm and no one's happy although some of the stuff got shoehorned in hard oh yeah absolutely it needed like another 10 20 minutes on it yeah. i think is what it needed um Song was all right. <laughs> you tried doing them drawings. Song was all right. Um, it's computer, it's a computer, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, still. Yeah, yeah, but still some artistry involved. It's not like oh, you yeah, just, you just hit a button a and it just does. Yeah, you're all small time. Going to go do, uh, go do another movie later today, I think. Um, and so she admits. Louisa says, "When you saw the cracks, I felt weak. Mm. I didn't feel as strong as I was previously." She tried to ignore it, didn't she? Yep. And so finally. By finally, I mean just before the halfway mark in the movie. Um, Mirabel decides to go up the Tower of Bruno. I don't mean Frank Bruno. I mean, Br- oh, not oh, Bruno oh, Mars. Oh, oh, oh. No, none of these ones. <laughs> I just mean uh, Bruno. Bruno She asks, uh, she opens the door to his tower and uh, asks the house to turn off the sand, and the house can't do it. The house was kind of like. Don't want to. I'm trying to think what the house was like the here. The ocean in Moana. The ocean in Moana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the magic carpet in Aladdin. It's just you're not. Well, it was, we used to have a thing, didn't we? Yeah, George's favorite was the non-speaking psychic. The non-speaking psychic. Yeah. 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 Uh, long before face blindness, you had the non-speaking psychic, which is probably why you like those characters so much, because you don't have to, worry, have about to worry about their faces or what they say. Yeah. They're unique to themselves always. It's, the house is clearly the house. If they don't speak, you don't have to worry about one being the other one being the other one. Because if one of them speaks and one doesn't, that's easy to tell them I apart. do have to ask because um, my favorite Disney star does show up in this film. Um, oh, it's what's his name? Who is in uh, 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 Firefly? He was the chicken in, uh, oh, in Moana. Oh, uh, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is in this as someone. If someone can find out who he is, oh, I did see his look. name on the list. Oh, okay. And I want to know who he played in this. Um, but as we go ahead, um, she goes in and it's very Aladdin. It like is. This, he steps up to nowhere yeah. and it says, You're he was fu- the toucan. He was, oh, was he, was he the toucan? Uh, <laughs> 
as Liam said famously, two can play at this game. <laughs> there's a toucan in the scene. Actually, it's a good time to bring it up. I mean, this, your future is here, and she climbs to the top, and there's like this ravine between where she was and where she needs to be. And there's this rope hanging. Don't ask what it's attached to. It's just above something. Attached to the house. Wasn't sure. it, wasn't it uh, an old bridge, rope bridge that had broken? Or something? No, it was just this one rope, wasn't it? And then right. she was no, from, the, from the bridge. Oh, were there? Yeah. And then she made it into something that was. Oh, I was taking notes. When it. you watch the cartoony bit, the cartoony bit, when you watch the animation of it, um, it looks like she's not going to land. Oh, she's not going to make it. No, no, no. <laughs> and somehow it's just like, eh, yeah, she makes it. Yeah. Should we ask how? Just... No, because the house isn't able to help in there. Not, oh, not, yeah. not in the tower, no. No. It's Which magic. is weird because it is part of the house still. It builds up. It builds up who Bruno's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and so, um, she then, oh, I appreciate this point. There was a couple shots here where she, her skirt comes up a bit and you can see she's wearing shorts underneath. Oh yeah. Especially in the first, first song she's dancing. She's got shorts. I noticed it there, but then I saw it again here and I thought I'll write it down. I appreciated that because there are people who wear skirts who don't necessarily want to, um, make themselves available for a shot. You know, if if a skirt comes up, why does that have to be, it turns into a sexualized moment. Yeah. yeah, and also the fact that you can wear a skirt without having to worry about all of those things because there's nothing wrong with wearing... I mean, the modern equivalent today is wearing, like, three-quarter length leggings under a skirt, which I do yeah. sometimes, because then you can run around and do whatever whilst also wearing a skirt, because skirts are cool. Yeah, that's what, I was, that's, what I, that's what I was trying to say. I just didn't do a very good job of it. It was just yeah. the idea that, yeah, it's normalizing yeah. the idea that these don't have to only be it was nice that traditional way. Yeah, yeah You yeah, can yeah. wear a skirt without having to sit still all day. Yes. There we go. And so... Um, and then rather than using this like Disney animated magic to make sure that doesn't happen. No, just yeah. put some pantyhose on her. It's great. Well, shorts in this case. Yeah, they were pantyhose. Oh, were they? Shorts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so she enters the main bit and I'm waiting for either Indiana Jones's trials where you go. That's what it seems like, doesn't it? Jehovah starts with an eye. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a reminder to only take the lamp. <laughs> but you can could have gone could have gone ah, the lamp ah, the lamp <laughs> jeez where did we find this bozo up uh, and then Mirabel finds shards of green glass in the sand and starts putting them together completely oblivious to how everything is moving around her yeah every time she puts the glass together it's like thud and she's yeah, like yeah. I'm all in yeah uh, she sees a zombie like vision of herself in the reflection and her thought is to keep grabbing shards I'm going and it's, and it's cut her I think at this point too is it not no, that it was the um, tile that cut her earlier on. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's right, yes. Uh, she's carried by a wave of sand. Again, don't think about Aladdin too much. To the very, <laughs> And she lands, and she's like, whoo, but then she looks, and she's like right on the edge of that ravine that she like had like the rope bridge to get yeah. to earlier. And then she makes it back. Don't ask how, because <laughs> there's an ellipsis edit, and she's back in her room. It's a whole new world. That's right. <laughs> um... And then we get the after effect. Louisa is still losing her strength and is panicking because things feel heavy. Yeah, she feels the weight of the shoulders. Weight, weight on her shoulders. Yep. The um, weight of the shoulders. Abuela, uh, you know I mean. Abuela <laughs> says, whatever you're doing, stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's very easy. And then the sister says, reminds, we don't talk about Bruno. And I'm like, all right. But then, oh, it's a song. And it's an exposition and flashback about their wedding day. And basically, it turns into, here's a bunch of prophecies that Bruno made that all came true. But the question became, are they becoming true because he's predicting the future? Or is he somehow making this happen? Yeah. And, um, yeah. No, I never got that view. Oh, no, oh that's, that's exactly why they get rid of him. 
Because oh, I mean, Bruno, are you doing this? Is this yeah. your doing? Because uh, like you said, my fish would die, and then it died. That's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Uh, you must have okay. killed because it, it, it never died before you said that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, That's what visions are, isn't it? The mimic, thankfully, because uh, there's this one kid whose job is he can turn into anybody. Yeah. Including like height and the whole nine yards. I like that. That's cool. And he yeah. let us know what Bruno looks like. That was important to know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. get him like the zombie version of him rather than the real version. But why of him. did he keep going in and out of different characters? Why? What was the reason for that? He's a mimic. Well, what, once he starts to lose it, he once he starts. Got as much control ev- over it. Everybody's magic starts to go in the second half of the movie, right? So then he can't control it and he keeps coming back. But we do see he tries to pr- pretend he's his sister so he can get a second helping at, at dinner or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then. There wasn't enough for him to do. It just felt like he was out of control more than he was in control. I, I think you're right, because I think it was an easy one to... Sh- he's an easy one that you can see magic's out of control. Yeah. How do you do it with the girl who creates flowers? More flowers. Well, you can she do, creates like, cactuses instead. Yeah. You get to have fun I don't with think that was her magic sorry. going wrong. I think that was just the idea that she can do something she wasn't expecting. Yeah, Yeah. yeah no, it's like her, it's her letting her letting go. There's a joke There's a joke about letting go later in the film, which yeah. made me giggle when someone's Shit. throwing snow around. Um, but yeah, no, it's her going oh, I don't have to be perfect. I can create things that aren't symmetrical and beautiful. Yes. And she started getting a bit prickly, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was though, wasn't it? It's a dry gesture. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we find out there's a vision of Mirabelle as a zombie still, and she runs to her room and she finds her dad and says, what's going on? And she unloads everything about everything she's done. Everything. And he goes, we'll just keep it to ourselves. And then, of course, we see the sister who hears everything. Hands further back. And apparently she can't keep it to herself either. She's a gossip. And uh, the secret. And so this whole thing's built around. Uh, there's this guy, and I didn't get his name right. It's not Alejandro. It's something else. And he's here because he's supposed to be wanting to propose to Isabella. And the families are getting together, and yet Mirabelle has to sit there and watch her secret every time. But all these things, like every time she looks away, it gets spread along. Yeah, she's, if she's can keep in eye contact with her, she's like, "Don't say anything, don't say anything." Well, there's anything. some great like increasing um, close-ups as we go on with her and the sister who hears everything at first. Uh, but then it goes, and then the floor is cracking beneath her feet. Alejandro wants to propose, but before he does, he wants to sing. He asks for a piano. Uh, Mirabelle says, we do it afterwards, because he doesn't want to expose that Luisa can't yeah. carry the piano anymore, because mm-hmm. she's too weak, and she sort of brings it up, and it's not going well. And meanwhile, the shards of the um, of the vision are assembled by the animals who Antonio has invited to dinner. Isn't it the rats or the um, mice. It's like lemurs it's or something. Isn't it? Yeah. Or something. No, and then, and then like, well, rats carry it away at yeah. the end, but I think it's like lemurs in the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, it gets assembled and we see, oh, my word, it's you. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden they put it together and it's like everybody can hold it up. Like, it's not going to fall into pieces. Yeah. How did that keep- to be fair, when she was first putting it together, she was only holding like the bottom and the two extra pieces were still sticking to it. So yeah. I reckon, reckon that's the. Maybe it's a. I think it was consistent like, in um, that. What's his fight? Uh, Bruno, I forgot his name. Bruno, whenever he like creates a. Uh, Prophecy, it turns into the little little emerald. Yeah, you get like a little like uh, Polaroid to take yeah. uh, to take home with you of your vision in case you forget what it was. That's cool. Uh, after dinner, uh, Abuela is in denial uh, and tells the village, the magic is strong. We are the magicals. <laughs> uh, the rats disappear behind a painting and uh, Mirabelle follows. Yeah. And it's a door of sorts. Um, and Mirabelle follows and spots Bruno, who then instantly runs away, which was funny. 
It was cool. With, like Mir- dramatic lighting and everything. Yep. Mirabelle almost falls into a ravine, but is rescued at the last second by Bruno. His first words we hear are, you're very sweaty. Uh, <laughs> then he falls and she lets him go because he's she's really sweaty by act mistake. And then, of course... Is it not the rat? Yeah, she gets scared of the rat. rat. Gets, ah! Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay, so a rat. Well, that's... Wow. Rat jump scare. She's who I want there, Jace. Uh, but he lands, but it's only like like six inches below. <laughs> yeah. And he like, takes his hand. It's probably the best visual joke in the it's movie. Brilliant. He takes his hand and wipe, and sort of locks away all the smoke. And he's like, oh, it's actually really, really close. Um, we find out that Bruno has spent all of his time patching the cracks uh, under a pseudonym. I haven't done it. He had to put a helmet, like a pot on his head. and he's, oh. So-and-so did it. He said, I think my real gift is acting. <laughs> which was funny yeah he never left all this time um he said look my gift wasn't helping the family so i hid which is kind of in a more impl- in a more metaphorical way he's doing literally what mirabelle's been doing figuratively yeah, yeah. but the weird thing is the house has shown us many times that you know the kids can't climb the stairs they don't want them to they move them in different places why is the house not the house know he's there hiding behind the walls the house I, probably provided for him. That's probably why it's next to the kitchen and those sorts of things. He, the house is looking after him because he still lives there. I don't know. But it's just not out It's odd, isn't it? Don't I think don't about know. it. Don't think about it. The movie needs him to be there helping. The movie's got a movie. Because there's, there's two reconciliations that have to happen in this movie. Um, and so um, Abuela, uh, we find out Abuela asked him, or Bola asked him to have a look at the magic the night of Mirabelle's gifting ceremony. And uh, he shows the visions that could go either way. It's about perspective because we see her standing in front of a house without cracks instead of in front of a house with cracks. Mm. And uh, he wishes he could have seen more. So this is where the movie goes. Well, then see more. <laughs> Suddenly <laughs> see more. <laughs> went through my head. <laughs> uh um, and she, so Q Antonio, whose job here really was just to create an open space, I guess. Um, off to the side, the public are anxious about the magic. Abuela um, sort of shoo-shoos them away, wants them to find Mirabelle, and Bruno does another vision. And in the vision, it looks the same as before, he thinks, but no, we see other elements. We see a butterfly. We see an embrace, cool. and one of the embraces with Isabella, and then Mirabelle's like, forget the family, forget <laughs> the house. When I said I love my family, I didn't mean my sister. <laughs> Which I absolutely love this bit, because it's. I think this is where she's not a perfect character, because I think if you've grown up with siblings, oh, okay, especially yeah. like ones yeah. where you're like, close in age and one always seems to be perfect i i am in the situation like my sister is two years older than me she's the perfect one she is the one that does everything that the parents like she's very Uh, pretty she's blonde she's thin she's all these things that are like stereotypically perfect and i'm like here like hi guys (laughs) i like things that you don't like (laughs) and so to be like yeah i'll save the family but not that one luckily it's not resentful in our situation but like definitely relate to that siblings are a hard (laughs) are a hard thing they I are, mean, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we spend so much time around them that familiarity can breed contempt. Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. God, my sisters used to really take the mic. Yeah? Yeah, like my younger sister, I'd be sitting there in the living room. Dad would be ki- in the kitchen cooking, and I'd be sitting there 
watching TV happily, and then all of a sudden, Kim would go, Ow! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! And Dad would go, Liam, back it in! I ain't done nothing! <laughs> and she'd just sit there and laugh at see, me. See, I've got stories, and I'll share them off mic, but I can't share them on mic, because none of my sister listens to the podcast. She does. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, fine, because none of my family listen to this. And so my stories okay. will be 100% true. I'll tell you what, my but I don't feel like <laughs> she'd be laughing. It's, it, it can't be. It's not like hypo, it's not like hypothetical sort of things. It's like okay, we've got. We heard her voice on it. Yeah. Charlotte on, wouldn't, on, wouldn't let me play dolls with her. I wasn't good enough at playing dolls. Right? Apparently, on yeah. the flip side, though, she is very fiercely, you know, protective of me outside the house. Are you the oldest? No, middle. Oh, okay, I'm the oldest. Older sister, younger yeah. sister. I was an only child. Yeah. I was. I am an only child. There you go. Um, I'm a perfect middle child older sister younger brother whoop whoop what is that what is that? how does that make it perfect because the one that was only two years older than me was a girl so i did nothing new oh uh, i got gotcha. you when my all brother right. came along it was, was a bunch of novelty there yeah, yeah okay fair enough uh and so we not that i have a complex about it at no all. of course not <laughs> nothing wrong with being the middle child George. <laughs> for the third time i try and move us along and you keep bringing <laughs> stuff up <laughs> um so where am i at here oh here we are so bruno says you're exactly what this family needs and then he clears off because uh, he doesn't want to be seen it's really fun bruno brings a lot of humor bruno does bring a lot of humor to this mm. film eccentricities as well yeah yeah he's the he's the first one who doesn't feel like he's like the perfect version of something like that yeah i mean he's playing to his strengths as an actor anyway because that's usually like the roles he's now known for. who is this John, uh, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo, yeah. Oh, is this John Leguizamo? Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, do, do you know who that is? Tybalt. I know this the name. Is, yeah, this yeah. is Tybalt from yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Or Sid the Sloth. He's actually from Colombia as well. So is he? Yeah. yeah. He's also um, in Chef. He's also in, in Moulin Rouge. Rouge. He's the little one. Little one, yeah. yeah. And he's also in... Uh, Chef. Is he in Chef? Yeah. Yeah. So. He's the best buddy in Chef. All sorts of good stuff there. But lots of, lots of BFE content with John yeah. Leguizamo. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so Mirabella, uh, Mirabelle, sorry, goes to visit Isabella and she's like, come on, sister, let's, and she's trying to do the shortcut. Yeah. Mm. Let's have a hug. Cause that'll fix it. Let's do a hug. <laughs> and Isabella won't hug it out cause there's real stuff between them and demands an apology for ruining her life. And then we find out that Isabella, just like Louisa is struggling under the weight of family expectations. And she was going to marry this guy out of loyalty to the family because it was because it's what the family wanted and needed so she was going to do that and she gets so frustrated she creates a cactus i love it as the first cactus i guess there ever was because she doesn't really know what it is no and she's inspired by this that's a cacti it's so ugly i love it i think we get the song what else can i do i think it's the song yeah uh and it's about the pressure of needing to be perfect uh we get a line about she's sick of being pretty she wants something true uh, and at this point now, they start singing the two sisters, two complimentary melodies that go over each other, but aren't the same thing, which was nice to represent, I think, the idea that, you know, they're individuals, yet they all have their own, yeah. and when they come together, it's good. And, and then you eventually can also see them, like, coming together and helping each other yeah. and doing stuff. And then they sing a joint melody for a while as well, and then they get into a color fight. Yeah, that's cool. Which I anybody ever do like a color run, color fight? No. I haven't, but I really I'd love to do to. that. I've done it. I've got a hit it, in the face. That's what you should do in those situations. <laughs> uh, we did one once at the school I was at previously, and it was uh, Children in Need Day. Yeah. So everyone was dressing up anyway. If you're like, the, the, our sixth form dresses up. Was this in one of the videos? Uh, was that used in that? No, it's the same idea. So it's the same I, 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 I had pre. Oh, there's something about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had previously 
Yeah, it was kind of a couple of different elements come together. Uh, I had previously dressed up for one of these as like Heath Ledger's Joker, and so I did it again for this Children in Need Day. That was scary. And <laughs> then uh, I went on this color run outside at the end of the day, and so you know, still kind of forgetting I had my 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 Joker makeup on. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if you walked out and the head teacher went, "Are you joking?" <laughs> <laughs> and so then I got hit with all this color, and so I suddenly became like this, like from this like very dark version of the Heath Ledger Joker to like a more well, colorful version of it. So it was really, it was really interesting. So I did like a, I did like a four shot of like, uh, of just uh, various poses with like, cool. with, you went with, from Heath Ledger to Cesar Romero. Uh, close, close. Yeah. Um, so we go back to here and, uh, all of this for some reason angers Abuela. Yeah. Oh no, the girls are getting along. Yeah. How dare they? Abuela tells her to stop, and this is where we have this kind of I, felt like a Diet Coco moment. I thought the reason she was angry because she went like Isabella went from looking like oh real pretty and regal to just looking like a hot topic girl because yeah. she's not like her hair's darker, she's like her clothes are now sort of more gothic, like they're not as colourful and girly and vibrant. I she's thought gone it was that from kind of pastel thing. colours to like darker Dark, jewel type. She discovered yeah. TikTok. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I do think some of the references, Ether, are, are, are quite young right now. So, and also very niche. Um, so the Hot Topic, do you guys know what Hot Topic is? Yeah, no. I, I know the reference. Hot but... Topic's a shop in the United States and malls and tends to play to like alternative. Goth, yeah, gothy, edgy. Oh, okay. Goths are, yeah. are, are one part of that group who yeah. I've... I've I've been in the hot topic. Uh, it, I, I felt quite out of place, but there were things where like I could get like you know hair dye that made my hair go like 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 pure red and things. You probably like actually hot oh, topic. Yeah, you, you'd be well up for that. <laughs> but it's, it's a little and is like you know t. I mean, it's not that far removed from Spencer gifts either. But hot topic is kind of a <laughs> okay. you can get wrestling t shirts in hot topic, so it's not just golf. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it is people who are kind of like on alternative the, people who are on the yeah. periphery of yeah, kind yeah. of what the mainstream finds. It's cool. not like a like a regular aesthetic. It's sort of the the more reclusive type. Yep. Stuff. Yep. Uh, and so, um, I don't know where I Oh, she says, we have to stop. The crack started with you. Bruno left because of you. Luisa is losing her power. Isabella has lost her mind because of you. I don't know why you didn't get a gift, but it's not an excuse for you to hurt this family. And that's Ooh. rough because all I've watched is this girl tell me how much she loves this family yeah, and, and, trying and is trying it. to fix it because yeah. she needs to find her identity in this family. And yeah. it's really hurting, but going, if nothing else, maybe I can be like Bruno. I can. Now, Bruno's not fixing, Bruno's just patching cracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's the same idea here, but we're not quite getting there yet. Metaphorically patching. And but at this point then, like at this point, Mirabelle turns on like a dime. And it's like, no, the problem's you, Grandma. Yeah, really talk back. And I'm like, all right, I will never be good enough for you. And neither will the others. You're the one who doesn't care. The miracle's dying because of you. And it just felt like that scene in Coco where the little boy, Miguel? Yeah, Miguel. Kind of has it, but that feels earned. That feels really earned. Well, because when, like, you, she smashes his fake guitar and everything. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to be in his family. Yeah, but at least that felt, I remember at the time going, that was my favorite scene in the movie, was that mm. fight. Whereas this felt like a, like a, B-Tech version. <laughs> well, so this is what was like, that word that was used earlier? Oh, no. I can't remember. I'm trying to think of what Julie... Pseudo. No, that was my version of oh, it. Um, oh, what did she say it was? Oh, uh, Airsats. Yes. This is an Airsats version of the fight in Coco. Worst thing, the fight in Coco happens like 20 minutes in. This happens 20 minutes before the end. 
it, it takes so much time I think to get to this struck, important part. A, unlike Coco, there's a lot of rules they have to establish in this universe, and yeah. that's stopped in the way of character developments and characters talking to each other. Which but could have been done in this song if we heard. At, but in the first act. Yeah. 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 You're right, she did flip on a dime because she's not given any of that hint. Because up until this gonna, point, she she's like, gonna, I'm going to save everything. And- yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden she's gone... Ten everywhere. I think it's when she realizes that actually, no, the issue that is holding all of these issues together is is grandma. I think Daenerys Targaryen was like, you know, like give us yeah. a, give us a chance to breathe. You don't just want to turn on a dime. No. That would just be bad storytelling. The Let's, easiest way yeah. to to sort of like explain <laughs> that is in each of these because you're going through each song. And it's like, oh, I don't think I'm good enough. Mention grandma not thinking you're good enough in the song. And At some point, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe grandma will see, or you know, I hope I can show grandma. There's like a something. negative interpretation of grandma, like in the in the music. Let video. it build. Let yeah. it build. That's what it needed. Yeah. Let it build. That oh, grandma's gonna be so happy to see us. Something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, as a result of the fight, the street splits outside. The house literally cracks in two between them to show the divide. Uh, the doors start to go out as people are losing their power. Uh, even the hills are cracking. Uh, the hills aren't alive with the sound of music. I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, the whole sequence is like a dream sequence where Mysterio was tricking Peter in Far From Home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mirabelle saves the candle and is weird because she gets it and then some of the house helps her by turning the stairs into a slide and it but stops she, her from other parts of the house falling on her. But if you notice, the house um, also is helping the others when they're falling and catching and it's sliding. Yeah. And the house was doing what it could whilst it still had what magic I left it had in it. I thought the house was the dead. But they didn't show that. No. Because the, the house seemed concerned for them. Also, the candle was like lost so oh, much the, the, the candle's no longer tall it's no longer got um, these like engravings yeah. in it it's just a small candle it's, a it's a like candle. a tea light basically by the end <laughs> um the house is broken down mom comes to see mirabelle tells her not to move uh everything's like full of, like soot it's like the disney meets the fall of king's landing when like <laughs> do you remember when Arya stark is like walking over a concussion around king's landing everything's like ruined yeah then goes riding off on some horses. She wouldn't have the next episode. Stupid show. Um, <laughs> it really was. Anyway, she um, she runs away. Mirabelle, I mean, maybe she found a horse. Uh, a short time later, uh, Abuela meets a weeping Mirabelle by some river. Um, Mirabelle apologizes. I'm sorry. I just wanted to be something that I'm not. And it turns out they're at the river where Grandpa Pedro was taken from them. And we get the same story, just told in a little bit more intricacy. Yeah. yeah. A bit more explicit, really. The flashback, the, 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 the fullness of their love story was kind of good. And this kind of is a little... It reminded of how she was... Reminded me of Up. I was going to say it reminded me of like the reprise of Remember Me and Coco, where yeah. we get to see... like. We get to see Mama Coco is a little baby. Yep. I love the triplet reveal because it's this like yeah. little like, like, like paper, oh, paper doll. Yeah. doll and then you pull it in this three that and he's like, cool. what? And then he passes out. Um, and then we see the need of why they desert the city and the slower version of Under the Sea happens. <laughs> and the Genesis story of a candle shows us again. And Abuela realizes she was so afraid to lose her miracle that she forgot who the miracle was for. You never hurt your family. He says, we are broken because of me. But Mirabelle has seen the butterfly, and it drops for her, and she goes, I've seen everything, but I saw it in the, out of order. Let's yeah. put it back in order. And uh, she builds her grandmother back up and is like, 
Like I, I, I want Mirabelle in my life telling me all the good stuff about me. She's like, mm-hmm. we're a family because of you. And I'm like, <laughs> you've gone like the two extremes in like 35 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, they embrace. Uh, it's the embrace. It was the embrace that we saw earlier. I think they embrace as her and her grandma. Yeah, yeah. They do. Uh, her and Isabella do embrace though, and the candle does get brighter in that song. Do they? But, yeah, they but do. It's, yeah. I think because it's the whole. But this felt like the embrace that was supposed to matter. I think. Because Bruno is like, the future still has not been created or something. You could have, like, they're they're like, Isabella and, uh, I nearly said Merida. um, Mirabelle? Yeah. yeah, uh, Their embrace could have been the one to save it. But because of where it was like, no, not anymore. It then caused, like, that that fight, because it literally breaks apart the family. Because you get that scene where the crack happens between the two of them. It's like, look, look, look what you've done. Um, so, uh, Bruno emerges to take the heat. He's like, I'm going to take all of, and he's, horse. he is instantly embraced by, by, by Abuela. Oh, that's the horse from, yeah. from Game of Thrones. I was waiting uh, for that. And, uh, no, I didn't pick that up. Thank you. And, uh, that was, that was a moment that, that was probably the most emotional I got was when he tries to, and he's just instantly, um, Trying embraced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's no words needed. No. You're back. Yeah. Uh, man, is she going to be pissed off when she finds out he was just hiding the walls all this time? <laughs> <laughs> he even made himself a little placemat on the other side of the table. <laughs> um, they return home uh, to the Encanto, to, uh, and this is the most Lin-Manuel Miranda-sounding song in the whole thing. This, is this epilogue kind of song yeah. as they rebuild the house. The cracks are still there. There's a reunion with Mum, and it's been like five minutes, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't! <laughs> and how do they build the house exactly? how it was without the magic i don't know but bruno returns as we saw everybody's happy to see bruno the towns come to help isabella's a little bit goth i got my notes here a little bit goth i like that uh the dream boat gets set up with the cousin who could hear everything uh which is kind of weird because we're like we're like oh it's okay now because she really loves him and the other sister didn't yes but he loved the other one. He loved Isabella. Yeah. Are we are we going to consider what he wants at all? No. His heart is just so full of love. He doesn't say who yeah, for. But, he just wants to mm, love someone. Uh, also, because she's like, I know every single thing about you because I've heard everything you'd... That's invasive. It's a bit weird. A bit weird I would, yeah. yeah, I would not want that power because like, you'd know everything everyone said yeah, about you. He's a plot point as a character. Yeah. I will say that, but still. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you really want to get married to someone who can hear every little thing you're like when you're walking you're like what's that nothing like she knows it's not nothing you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> can't ever like say anything negative about her to your friends because you'll be like I know what you said and so they give Mirabelle the final doorknob I don't know how they've made it <laughs> they've engraved it but she puts it in and it's reignited with magic and I don't know how I feel about the magic coming back yeah I would have because liked if they were just magic normal yeah i think i like the movie better if they end normal yes yeah because i said didn't i when we was watching i went oh here we go that's gonna become the, magic then the gift is really her and what she's yes. done and they can appreciate that and it's not this weird two-tier system of them in the community and so they couldn't resist it's like i said about soul they couldn't resist yeah giving that perfect happy feel ending yeah because there's the whole thing that the communities come together to give them this new house. And, and that's the magic. Yeah. And yeah. Like, Why can't that be their miracle? You yeah. guys have given us the ability to be superior again. Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, it's about every two X-Men movies, Charles Xavier's house gets blown up and they got to rebuild it. So I guess we're just doing that. Yeah, but he has the ability to like, mind manipulate everyone to build it for him. Now, Georgia, I have a feeling that you liked this. I think it's just, it's just like shows that she is important because she was able to bring back what obviously that helps the community. And I know like you can read it as if like they're superior to them, but I don't think that's how they live. I think it's very much we help everyone. I think they're quite. I mean, Louisa gets bop, bossed around a couple of times by people in the community. Not you, per, you, but more like, please help me. Yeah, you know what this is. This is an extended version of the kid going. I can understand you. <laughs> it's like going, she really is magic because look, literal magic has returned. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, like, why does the house want to break it, or why does the candle want to break itself up just so she can? Maybe if the house slash candle wasn't such a jerk or an ass to this girl at the start of the movie, we don't have to go through any of this. What is her magic? Her, like her gift? Is it just being and able her to? Her gift is the fact architecture. That she's brought, brought the house. No, she's brought the house, the family back together because the family was breaking down no matter whether she got a d- gift or not because Abuela was still making other people feel under pressure. So is she back... Here's the question then. Is she back to not having any gift, which I'm fine with? So she has no gift. No. Does, does she get a room? I don't know. Or is her house... Uh, she should get a room. This is the thing with prophecy, is the second it's like, okay, this is going to happen, and you, you're under the illusion that, well, if I try and stop this, it will happen. It's like the, the Revenge of the Sith thing. If it's like tried to stop it it will happen so will it happen anyway or is it because you've tried to stop it this same thing is she tried to stop bad things happening so it happened therefore not magic then we get a reprise <laughs> of not under the sea where everyone gets their gifts back but it's modified so there's not so much pressure yeah. and i like this so isabella's going around making you know, Lots all sorts of, of crazy color happen yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And that's good. Uh, Louisa, sorry, has still got her strength, but it's not being used in such a, I'm working for the entire yeah, town. Working she, like a horse. She gets to sort of use it as an accent rather than all she does. Because yeah. we do see her freak out because she's so behind in her shores mm-hmm. earlier in the movie. We didn't talk about that. Uh, and then that's more or less the movie. That's kind of how it ends, isn't it? Yeah, they oh, would. there's a photograph. Yeah. And I like the oh, yeah. perfect photograph from so I don't want something pretty, I want something true. True. Yeah. And we get a yeah. true picture. And I like that. I'm like, oh, come on, Mirabelle. This is the progress. We remember to include you in the photo this time. <laughs> come on. Yeah. And that's our movie. Now I was probably more negative on it than actually the end of everything will will sort of for for show. But it's really tricky because when it first ended, I was like, ah. Oh, it's a really happy ending. That's a great fit. And you think about it, you go, hang on, because we're, we're guilty of this occasionally, where we go, a really, really happy ending. We all come here with our mood all lifted, and we go, that's a great film. Yeah. I don't know if it... I used to say, going through this at least helped me take that step back and go, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's not a bad film. Oh, 100% set right <laughs> off. If someone's terrified what, going, I'm going to crap all over it. It's not that. I heard a few people said to me, oh, Liam, you're going to cry at this. Not once did I shed a tear. Oh, really? Yeah, I had this. Everyone on no. Twitter is like, oh, this was the most beautiful emotional movie I've ever seen. And I, mean, I, I cried, cried twice. So. I how, how, much, how much punctuation are they using to make it sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, no one I, saw that, but I did a little shrug. He did do a little shrug. I had a few spine tingling <laughs> moments. I just didn't. 
didn't. I want to give Georgia her moment. She said she, she she cried a couple times. Yeah, I cried twice. Um, once when the um actually it was probably more than twice when she's first breaking down like Mirabelle and she's like just realizing that actually she's not good enough for anyone and so she runs away like despite mm-hmm. like so when the, like, the candle went out and then when Bruno got hugged by Abuela that made me cry. And then when the whole family just just like, yeah, we love you. It doesn't matter that we've not got a house anymore. We love each other. That made me cry. Okay. Okay. Do you think some people cried at this because they associated themselves with the character or elements of the character? Well, I, I, the, I had this. You know? Go ahead, man. Because I, I, got, I got sort of teary-eyed uh, at the Mirabelle's first, like, emotional song, the, the second one. And also when... You know, they hug because I've been I've been the black sheep of a family. I I we did how to succeed in business, and I was I was really proud. That I got the lead role in a show, and I went to my extended family after Christmas, and they're like, "Oh, we don't doing this," and like they didn't they didn't care. But my cousin was doing water rafting, and that was the coolest thing because they were the coolest. And I'm like, "Yeah, I get that," but that's me. That's my emotional thing, not the movie. And I don't know if it's I'm imprinting myself on it that I get emotional at it. Or it really does get to me because it's is like that Coco. Not what films are all about though. Yeah. Everyone has it a, can be a bit I'm going to challenge that a little bit because I think there's two ways. Not in a way that's anything wrong, but in a way there's two ways of doing it. Liam, if I may, I think Liam's very much one who identifies with a character, and then as that character goes through things that you can relate to, you react emotionally by putting yourself. They're almost an avatar for you. You yeah, kind yeah, of have yeah, this yeah. emotional journey through them. Yeah, yeah, that's totally doable. The other half is, though, no, I think I'm able to sit back and go, okay, here are the five or six characters that are presented to me, and I get attached to their stories, not in the way that I'm positioning myself as any of them, but I in the way that I just go... No, I mean, like, films that make you... If films make you feel emotional, that's what they're, that's what they're there to do. Like, whether it draws on your own experiences or whether because the experience of the, of the characters that you're watching are so good and so real that you feel the emotion through that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's other things... I mean, there's a whole bunch of things I talk about, but... Uh, there was this idea about, uh, there's a guy who talked about idealized self, where you see a perfect, the most perfect version of yourself, a perfect version of manliness, or whatever identities you want to put up there on the screen. And then you're, as that person goes to the ringer, you kind of compare yourself subconsciously to that and go, is that really how I yeah. kind of like, you know, where do I fit in that? But there's the idea where I just get fully sucked into this story. Uh, you know, in Romeo and Juliet, I don't, when I watch that, I don't imagine myself as Romeo or Juliet. I just engage that as here's two characters and I learn about them and I feel yeah, badly for, actually, for, for that construct. You're right in that because I got a bit teary in that only because um, it it's the fact that, you know, if one just held off a bit longer, you know, it's more like, you know, it didn't need to happen. When, I, when, 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 when Forrest Gump's trying to tell is going, is he stupid? At no point no. am I, am I concerned that I'm forced? No, 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 no point. Exactly. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's, I'm being hypocritical because I said all of those things about, uh, onward. Cause I'm like, I, I, no, I experienced but, this, but it's, it's 50 50 for me. Yeah, Cause the opposite side is I watch onward and, and I am Ian. Yeah. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, and I am. And I, I, yeah. I, I so uh, as a result, I have a very emotional response to, so I can have an emotional response for both different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Same. That's all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where to go from there, but it's just this button here, I think. We're in the end game now, and we are on the end game now. Oh. Uh, Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Random word. Candle. Candle. There we are, folks. I'm just saying. Elton John wrote, wrote a song. That's all I'm saying. I was going to say "Candle in the Wind," but I, thought, but I thought it was a bit too much. Now we can give people some candle. Give us. Hey, I always like when someone comes up with something I wasn't expecting. 
Yeah. So that'll be all right. Okay. Uh, Ethan, you said you were going to help out with this today. Yeah. Let's talk about the money, money, money. Yeah. So it had a budget between 120 to 150 million. We don't know the Oof. exact. Do you want to guess how much it made? I think and I also, saw some stuff on this. How much it needed to make back? This is what I do know. Yeah. Okay. But any guesses? Um, I haven't got a clue genuinely because of yeah, because of COVID. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's total really, shot in the dark. I really don't know. I'm going to say half. I think it's two and change. Uh, it's two hundred twenty-two uh, million at the box office because it, it released uh, in America about round like Thanksgiving time, so a lot of people went to the cinema. Uh, Mid November, yeah. But it needed to make back the minimum of four hundred million because of how much they had for um, promotion and also. This was made, made during COVID. No, if they had a lot of trips. If you're Disney, I mean, the benefit is, I mean, it's just like Marvel. Well, Marvel's part of Disney, but you know what I mean. You've got this in the can. Like, you have to release this so that you can make your way through the other projects you have going on, or else everything crawls to a stop. Yeah, it does. So yeah. you take the loss on this. You put it up on Disney+. Plus. You hopefully own Twitter for a couple of days. Plus, you get the toys. You get the toys. You get the merchandise. You have the potential, maybe, for Encanto 2. Or things like that. I still made some money, though. It Plus, yeah, it's, it's going to lose about $100 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, if whatever money it loses like at the box office, it's going to make back in like in its album. Because we don't talk about Bruno's being like, number one or number two on some charts. So like they're, they're just making it back in residuals. There's other ways they can monetize yeah. what they have. So there is that. Um, I can't do anything with the awards, really, because the major awards season is just... Being delayed currently. <laughs> Being delayed. So I've had nominations. I haven't looked at them. I don't know if it was yet. a goal. I didn't see anything. Ma- uh, do Golden Globes do a best animated? I don't know. Oscar nominations are not out yet. So no, I don't think that's really oh, about. Uh, it won the Dallas Fort Worth Film Critics Association <laughs> Award. Okay, cool. <laughs> How's that to be disparaging? So every film we do has like like a, like these other like C list yeah, yeah, yeah. level uh, uh, things. It won a Golden Globe for best animated. Picture. Okay, so on yeah, the Golden Gen- Globe, January 9th, oh, okay. and also got nominated for best score. And I'd be curious what yeah. else it was against on that on that list. Yeah, that what what else has come out? I'm trying to think. Let's see. Last year, it, it's just fine. I mean, I'm sure Sonic's like up there or something like. Well, Sonic the year before, that was 2020. Yeah, so, I forget. Uh, so I mean, there we are. There. Uh, well, we take a look. Here's my question: A, does this film get made without it? And B, how much of this does it borrow from what we? How important is Coco to this film? I've not seen Coco, so I'm I assuming the, it means the a lot. the themes and the, the fact that you're able to tell a predominantly non-white story comes through, definitely, because Coco was one of the first that did that in, in this 3D animation style. Um, I think Princess and the Frog laid the, um, laid the causeway for that with Disney, and then I think Coco was the next one, um, and so then this Moana one coming through. Coco. Moana, then Coco. So yeah, having the, these different um, cultures celebrated definitely... And having Coco be a success in that, I think, definitely helps with this one. I hear you, but unlike unlike Moana, which just let me sort of throw this out here, Moana didn't feel as intimate as these two films have no, felt because yeah. they're both family based. Yeah, I think that's Moana's why, some that's girl who hangs out with the Rock and turn you know and goes to fight like you know you won't like her when she's angry. Yeah, Moana is that's like why I didn't really include it in. Yeah. It's yeah. like some fairy tales of the Maoris and the Samoans. This is like actual like proper family culture. Yeah. So. The color palette is very similar as well. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is. I don't think. This, I don't think it rips it off. But it, it's it, taking it, the same. It reminded me of a movie I liked a whole lot more throughout. <laughs> 
that was that. Now, it's, it's, uh, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I don't want to sort of step on it. So maybe I'll, I'll wait till we kind of kind of get there. Uh, but I want to open up that conversation just just a little bit. Oh yeah, the other animated movies it was against were two Disney movies, which was uh, Luca, the Pixar movie, and oh, okay. and the Last Dragon, a movie called Flea, an animated movie called Flea, which uh, is got Rizamid. Uh, which I've never heard of before, and one that doesn't have a Wikipedia called My Sunny Mad. Well, there we go. Uh, you can't if you think nominated for a wiki, you can get nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, so, whose story is it? I mean, that's pr- is family. I don't know. It's Mirabelle's and Abuelas. This yeah. is. I mean, there's subplots, but there's subplots. There's yeah. subplots, but this is for it's for the person who feels like they're overlooked and they idolize. Did those you? around them only to find out that they're having crises of their conscience as well they both don't have magic it's the two people who don't have magic in the fact like within that family like biting heads essentially does Abuela have magic i don't, I don't think she does no. i think her, her kids okay. have magic so it's the two of them like they okay. put us in mirabelle's shoes though don't they yeah so, yeah, oh, yeah you know we're clearly aligned to her yeah uh what is the story i think we've just sort of talked about that georgia yes for all the women lovely yeah, really really that. lovely yeah, it's amazing. They're the most powerful characters in it. So this is my thing. It's Coco, but you take... Coco was already a really strong yeah. matriarchal... Like, I really was cool with it yeah, about yeah, that yeah. one. Mm. But you take you, you, you give it... The one they didn't have was like... Your, in the lead, yeah. Your, your two main characters were yeah. still men. Yeah, yeah. In this case, all your main characters, in a sense, are female. Mm. Yeah, and, I, and the only, to be fair, the only male that has powers gets basically banishes himself for however many years, doesn't oh, he? So. Antonio. And the mimic, yeah. Okay, but, but they're but they're B less characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're much smaller characters yep. than any of the women are. So yeah, no, um, it's it's really and to fa- and the fact that there's one of them that is, I I love Louisa as a character. I oh think that's yeah, brilliant. she's great. Okay. Um, but then also the flip side of that being Isabella, the sister, who's actually going. I don't want to be this epitome of pink and perfect. Mm-hmm. I'd quite like to be something a bit different is, is really nice. The version well. I present myself, don't go thinking that's the authentic me. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the part that I'm being forced to be. play. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I mean, I think we've pretty much hit. Anybody else have anything to say about that? I mean, uh, my only issue is it just feels like the, I, I, I'm looking into this, but it's more like, it feels like Abuela was trying to get Isabella, like, literally just to breed Isabella for more magic kids. Well, she is to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. She doesn't it's want the candles to, to go out. Line, yeah. yeah, she is. That is what is wrong with Abuela, is that yeah. she's only thinking about continuing the family and continuing the magic and not actually thinking about her family. Abuela's being selfish, yeah. even though yeah. it comes across as being about family. Yeah. I just wasn't yeah, yeah, expecting yeah. it to be in a Disney Which movie. is fine, though, because yeah. female characters can be villains, can get oh, it wrong. Yeah. The, the issue is we have would be if... She's it, forgiven at the end. Yeah, that's the, thi- she's that's the forgiven, thing. She's forgiven really easily. Yeah. yeah. Everybody gets forgiven really easily. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, we, oh, shoot, we're, we're, we're out of money. <laughs> <And end. laughs> Wrap this up, shall we? That probably is the problem, is that it wasn't well, we quite don't long know. enough. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't quite long enough. Yes, yeah. okay. I thought you were talking about money. I'm like, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But no, it isn't long enough, and it needed a little bit more time. But st- I mean, it's still a pretty healthy one in 45, which is yeah. a bit long for a Disney film. Yeah. 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 Um, so, favorite characters? The house. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. George's <laughs> unspeaking psychic r- 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 rules again. I know, I do love the house, but I, I love Mirabelle. I think she's great. Okay. I'm going to go with Georgia, the house as well, because that changes and turns and helps and don't help. And It's, 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 it's both it's, a character and a barometer of how well things are going. Yeah, but I also like um, Bruno. 
Bruno. Yeah, yeah he's cool. I like, the film gets a lot Bruno better when he shows up. That you mm. don't not like. Do you know what I mean? He's very self-deprecating. He's very like, oh my God, you know, he's worried about other people. Yep. Not once does he turn around and go, and even he's trying to sacrifice himself. It's my fault. Yep. There's a lot of references to no. um, Bruno being based around Lin-Manuel. Oh, really? And, oh, that feels like a self-insert. Yeah, and like how his jokes about how many people did it, did it take to stop Lynn from voicing Bruno himself and those sorts of things. But did you notice on the door, that Bruno's door, he looked evil? Yeah, he does. But he's not. Why would the hell? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Again. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Louisa. I like the fact that you have this big, strong person who actually is like, on the inside, is very soft and emotional and has, you know, doubts. And I like that. I like that she's got layers. Also, she's just very sweet. Uh, I think Stephanie Patrice does 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 a a fine job in the lead as Mirabelle. I'm going to give my vote to Isabella. I thought Isabella was the one of the most actually yeah. sophisticated arc in the whole film mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, Lu- Lu- Luisa and I'm sorry, it's, it's a, it's a little. We're still at the point where we do rate. We do seem to associate strength with a lack of intelligence for whatever reason that is. Um, I'm not sure we really escape that this much here. We have to we have to hear about the pressures and the irony of someone who's strong appearing feels weak inside, mm-hmm. but still doesn't seem to have. No one's taking them seriously because you're big and you're strong, and that yeah, this yeah, that yeah, means. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of this. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, talk about a gift. I mean, the ultimate sacrifice that 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 Isabella is willing to to give for what she thinks is the family yeah. and we find out that fa- okay, okay I, I hear you mirabelle you don't have the monopoly about caring about this family mm. and being unselfish for this family i think that's what makes it that you have to think about this film i think if you just watch it it's one film but if you actually think about what it's trying to tell you it's a very different film yep. um best best song the one that's Talk in my head thing, is, is is bruno yeah so, it's no. the one that's got all the charts um, but I think it's because it's the catchiest one. I would I would want to listen to them again because especially because I couldn't hear the first one yep. very well um, before I called that. I like the Under the Sea one because every time that came <laughs> on, I kept hearing that and you singing over the top. It was great. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be. That was great. I just heard it and went, "It is what it but is." But then when it? I heard it, you're right. Yeah, you know, uh, I like Louise's just because it was such a. It change. was alright. Yeah, it was just a change. It just turned into a completely different genre, and I really enjoyed that. One of the first alto Disney women. Oh, she's really? not a soprano. Yeah. Yeah. She's no. got that beautiful deep bass voice which you don't get in women's songs, especially in Disney. So that was cool. Uh, I'm going to go Bruno. It's the one that I'm... Um, I didn't know him at the charts. It was just the one that, you know... It sticks out. It sticks out. It's, it's, it's still stuck in my head now. It's there, you know... Just can't wait to be king. Never had a friend like me. Kind of. It helps upbeat. me repeat the name over. Yeah, Bruno. <laughs> and you've already established it. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. It's, it's it's fun. Um, and it, it was. It didn't sound like you know. It's this version of, of your welcome, but it didn't feel like a, a Lin Manuel Miranda song in the sense that we got to that M one and I went, all right, here's a Lin Manuel song. Yeah, we're doing the tepata 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 te one and two and three and four. You know. Which he does exceptionally well, but like, yeah, it is, it's very much his style of music, isn't it? You can hear him through yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Whereas the greats, I think, you know, you think of like uh, uh, Alan Menken, for instance. You don't, well, he has a sound. He has a sound, but mm. you don't necessarily, it's not like the rhythm's always the same. No, no, that's fair. But I think because... Or the melodies, I'm not going to get off this note because I can't. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's part of 
the fact that it's often very very quick isn't it so it's easier yep. to stay in the same which is very sondheimy in yeah. the sense of you know rhythm is more important sometimes than melody which is fine yeah it's fine but he does have a stop yeah um if we go best moment best moment oh the animation like the detail in the animation is so beautiful um especially i think because we were watching it on such a big screen uh, you, you could literally see the hairs on the back of their necks like it was it was really lovely cheesy made a reference to my big screen tv and i was like oh dude's clearly listening <laughs> clearly listening okay the animation Ali. um i like the movement of the animation very fluid, you know like yeah. when when uh, on like horseback and stuff and they're going through the village and stuff and you, you know you get that sense of movement with it it's not just a pulled back screen do you know what i mean mm. it's, it's, it's moving with it i quite like that i thought that was quite good and, and how um the animation um like the growing in front of you and stuff with uh what was the name the one you liked isabella yeah yeah because i liked how the room came alive yeah you know yeah I, it's like one specific detail i love that they actually made afro hair look Look real, look authentic, because there are a lot of movies, animated movies, where they're just like, we'll do some curls, but this has detail and actually has life to the afro hair, and uh, it's something that's very important to me, and I love that. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with... There's something... You wanted to get behind Mirabelle. There was something, and not in that typical Disney princessy kind of way. There was just a, a relatability and authenticity about she wasn't stick thin either which was not really a, nice. I, I guess part of it yeah. yeah it felt like it was a real representation had of glasses yeah. glasses yeah you know i didn't even see all that do you know what i mean i just saw her as a character uh, and then i was sort of i wasn't there going what's this character design like but i went on i'm like yeah it's yeah. really sort of no, yeah, relatable it. to I can, I can yeah. see it, her but... shirt's covered in butterflies <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's what go. the embroidering around the top is is all butterflies nice. uh so grumble time the audio mixing on that first song. Oh, yeah. First couple songs, yeah. yeah. But that first one especially, yeah. And the fact that I couldn't... It, it needed 10 more minutes of, like, character arc before we got into the house falling apart. Yep. I just didn't like how everyone was forgiven so quickly. It just didn't seem, you know... Yep. Seem right. It didn't, didn't feel real. There is 50 minutes of this film at the beginning, which is like a pre-act... Because we have to get introduced to every single thing. So by the time that the real inciting incident happens, we've got like 40 minutes left and I'm tired already. Yeah, there's the fake out to the inciting incident is what happened. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about the resties and the besties and all that stuff. And something I said quite a few few uh, times this past year was you don't just get to skip to the end you have to earn your spot there mm-hmm. and this film tried to take a shortcut and it was not this film's gift um you have to if you want these emotional responses you have to spend time developing them and earning them and mm. this film decided if we just go down a you know a theme we're familiar with before the audience are put in the dots and i'm like no, much that the family found out sometimes you gotta build yeah and then you get the magic happening i didn't like knowing what i was ah, coming come on, that was good that was, that was good. good i just didn't know what was I, I didn't like knowing what was coming next i was anticipating everything that was coming next and that was happening as i was saying no you're not wrong yeah you know so that took all the the realness out of it for me um no not really points in best role ever because it's animated. I mean, unless someone's going to tell me this is John Leguizamo's best thing he's ever done. Oh, my God. He was no. amazing. 
Uh, <laughs> I liked him in this, but he's better in. Yeah, Chandler was almost a fantastic physical actor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rouge, there he was, was this yeah. film he was in with um, Brian Cranston a couple of years ago, where they played like uh, agents, and he he's fantastic because it's like he has to play two different personalities the entire time because they're undercover. He he's so good. Like was almost a fantastic actor. Um, Georgia critics. Yeah, so I have got uh, G. Allen Johnson from the San Francisco Chronicle says, 98 minutes of pure bliss, a story about how weaknesses can be strengths, strengths can be weaknesses, and how love and determination is way better than magic when it comes to healing a broken family, which I thought was really lovely. Um, Caroline Seed from the AV Club says, Encanto delivers a poignant message about not focusing so much on our own burdens that we miss the fact that others others around us have them too, which is is very is very true um i have got ben travis from empire magazine says vibrant review vibrant visuals a stack of stellar songs and a story with a real heart makes for another disney banger 60 films in the mouse house still has that magic um and then one last one no ebs obviously that's him um (laughs) uh, we get one from uh clarice uh lowry from the independent uk says Think of it as everything we expect from the studio. Beauty, warmth, humour, emotion, just with a little bit more. Hey, it's very, very nice. Uh, I went ahead and put out the fleece uh, and uh, said that we're recording on Encanto. Share the usual stuff. Great, good, okay, or poor. 55%. The runaway winner said it was a great film. Hmm. And had a fair number of votes. Like, more of an usual number. So, uh... I think it's something that people are actually engaging with. So um, uh, George is going to queue up some specifics from our Patreon pals who are going to have few full voting rights in the fifth chair, as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while she's queuing that up, I'll go through some of our other fledgling members of the fledgling fandom. So let's start with... Hey, it's your sister! <laughs> says super kept us all entertained from the upbeat song score to incredible visuals it was a delight love it it's set in a real country instead of a usual fictional land that disney often creates also what a beautiful representation of true skin tones um also this is felicity it's my niece's new favorite film and i'm stoked that something finally bumped frozen down a notch or two she even had to get fancy while watching me last night the music makes her sing and dance and she gets very concerned when mirabelle cuts her hand great flick um we've got um friend and poet laureate of the podcast Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says, I've seen this five times since Christmas. My daughter loves wow. it, and I just can't leave the room when it's on. The story's not the most original, but the way it's portrayed is. You forget that it's animated so quickly. This has Lin-Manuel Miranda's fingerprints all over it. It is the same magic as Moana, and as with everything he does, the songs are exceptional. There's a few real earworms among them. I can't stop singing them. It's an instant classic, and I'm sure I'll watch it many more times. Just remember, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Our friends at on Second Watch just said, I hope you don't talk about Bruno. Uh, here's a question, just out of this really quickly. Just mm-hmm. gun to your head, figuratively. We don't. We talked about that earlier. I don't know how many bullets are in this chamber, guys. <laughs> um, Moana or Encanto? If you just, if you can't, Moana. If you Moana. Moana. Okay. Yeah. Moana just, is more just checking. special to me, to be fair. Um, it's a musical pod. Danny says, uh, I love it. And I went in with very low expectations. It looked okay, but nothing special. But Trader made it look 
uh, bigger and epic in scope, and it didn't excite me, uh, which is a shame. It's such a beautiful, intimate story, and the songs are great. Lin-Manuel Miranda strikes again. And then finally, Hermes says, haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Thanks, Labra. So uh, that is it for that. What do our pals over on the Patreon have? What do our friends of the podcast have? Uh, so we've got uh, Ian Davies says, I didn't know a lot about this film going in, but came out loving it. The songs make can make and break a Disney film, and these are superb. It's up there with Moana and Hercules for me. Top tier Disney. Now, who's right? Ian Davies. Ah, Anthony Ian Davies. Hey. Uh, and then we've got Julene, who Julene. says, I love this soundtrack so much. The story was beautiful, and as someone who is always a little bit different and quirky, Mirabelle's feelings of otherness really hit home with me. Also, I ugly cried watching Abuela's story. I love, love, love this movie. That was Julene. 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 And Ian Davies making it so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got uh, Reverend Bruce, who says, This is delightful. This is delightful, fantastic animation, brilliant colours, great music, fun story. I have no criticism. Animated musicals are not my favourite genre, which is why I gave it his rating. Uh, But love to see new animated musicals for new generations. I got a feeling that this didn't uh, quite hit the 10 of uh, of Rebel Without a Cause. I've not not pre-read these. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Chris... Peterson Peterson uh, says Encanto is a very vibrant be- is very vibrant beautiful colorful and well animated Disney film the plot is fairly strong however there are a few boring moments in places the songs are above average but they are not overdone so it didn't take anything away from it for me I've had a good time watching it it is both hilarious and fun to watch definitely a strong recommendation for a family movie night cool is that everybody that's everybody all right so Thank now you very much. it's time Thank to you. hit uh time to hit what we thought about it so rating time uh, liam as is apropos we usually start with you what do you think um that didn't really hit home for me um i like things that can get me make me cry and uh visually it was it, it was it was great um there's little bits of it i really liked um but overall it just didn't quite gel um so i'm going against the grain of everybody else i'm afraid um i'd still watch it again I don't hate it. Um, maybe there's things I missed this time round that I might get next time round. So I'm going to give this a strong seven and a half broken glass vision things stuck together. <laughs> vision shards. Vision, vision shards, yeah. There we go, it vision shards. Like vision's gone for Polaroid broken vision shards. <laughs> this is what happens when you shake out like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> uh, Ethan. I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I enjoy the film, but there are just issues I have, like, narratively. I'm like, 50 minutes of this film shouldn't exist (laughs) or just goes on for too long. Uh, The music's great. It's a beautiful film. I like the the representation. This is the second film of 2021 that's a musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda that Stephanie Beatrice is in. So I think it's waning on me. But I did enjoy it even if I have my issues. So I'm going for seven packs of toucans out of ten. Packs of toucans. Do they fly in packs? Would that not be a flock? I don't I don't know. Tooks of cans. <laughs> uh, Georgia? Um, yeah, no, I think I'd like to watch this again because I am I watched this not feeling very well. I think we were, we were all kind of... You looked at me when I walked in and went, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would like to watch it again. I think the best... My favourite Disney films are ones that I've watched 
more and you watch them more because they're your favorites but also i think because you notice more details the more you watch them especially with the newer ones so i definitely like to watch it again um i'm interested in like buying the soundtrack though so that's a good sign because if i like the music in it then that's half the job done isn't it um so i am going to give it eight outlawed cousins out of ten eight outlawed cousins wow technically i think he's an uncle but there we go out of ten um yeah, this one's really, really difficult, I think, for me. Because you come out and you go, yeah, it was a really happy ending. And the temptation is to go, what a great movie. As opposed to, I feel really good. Yeah. And those aren't the same thing. So going through this has helped. Because if you asked me what I would have given it when we came out of it, I probably would be higher than I am after sitting down and talking about it. Um, I think structurally, again, third film of 2022 and i'm doing the same thing um it's just the pacing's just way off yeah. and it takes so long to build up i don't know how else i would do it i maybe i would do it where i would have uh maribel um maribel sorry uh save a story to antonio about what's happened and why they all get their thing and then i can get rid of a lot of that exposition in one sort of because the kid wouldn't know so here's the reason for it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that get and then he could be the one going what's your what's your gift and go no oh, stop about you it's your day yeah and you can cut a lot of that down it doesn't give up your first song but i couldn't hear what they said anyway no. so that's okay you can just get it in a new way of like these are the gifts that you're that yeah you're your mom it'll be or interesting your, like, your other people had the same problem yeah i'd be very curious what would people, yeah. people's reactions to the, to the sound mixing um but i am but it still hits all those notes. It just feels like I've seen a better version of this before. Yeah. Two. And so I am going to give this, he said, searching for a magic answer here. <laughs> Seven and a half. Where did that rope come from? Out of ten. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I guess Liam right. Uh, I had Georgia half a mark high, and I had Ethan a lot high. I thought Ethan was going to love this, as opposed to right now where he's the lowest on the panel. I so. thought I was going to, because it was right up my alley. Plus, the entire time I was making jokes, because Mirabel just looks like my girlfriend, so I thought I'd have a great time. But I'm just like, 50 minutes of a film shouldn't be your first act, <laughs> especially when it's an hour and 14-minute film. But uh, let's talk about our fifth chair, because I'm not the last one who gets to put his vote nice. on this. It's nice. it's the Patreon backers. Woo! So uh, last time, Reverend Bruce got to Bogart yes. all of the ratings, <laughs> old, Reverend Bruce. and a 10 made it through. Uh, where do we have our ratings Good from life. the Patreon backers today? Uh, so we've got two nines and two eights, giving us an average of eight and a half. Eight and a half. Who wow. gave it the nines? Who gave it the eights? I wasn't prepared for that question. Two Be seconds. prepared for that question for now on. Be prepared. <laughs> because, because, because I do want to know who gave it the highest mark. Yeah. I'm really yeah. quite curious about that. So you go, nines. Wow, who gave it nines? Uh, so here we go. So uh, the nines were from... I'll be fine. Is Reverend Bruce just really high in his rankings? If he gave it a nine, is just like is, 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 is he just a really positive person? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. No, Reverend Bruce was one of the eights. Julian was a nine. Julian was a nine. I should have guessed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna guess Danny was the other nine. Oh wait, Danny's not sorry, Danny's not on the thing. Sorry. Do you mean Ian Davies? Ian Davies. Oh, sorry, again. I'll have to that in. I'm guessing Ian Davies was the other nine. He was. Well yeah. done. <laughs> wow. Totally authentic. No ending <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so yeah, eight I'm and a half. To sell that for you. So actually our fifth chair is the most generous one of the bunch. Yeah. yeah. Update though for the uh audio mixing. I went onto the Disney Plus subreddit, which is like 
20 different uh, comments all saying I can't hear anything oh, okay. in the first song oh, so right. it so seems to be like a, it is an issue a, this is like worldwide at which point you have to go come on I mean this is a professional product like yeah. they can fix it it's your it's your expositional song it'd be like if yeah. Bell came out and went you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a really good song because Poet Disney Plus have fixed all that before. <laughs> Poet laureate of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith said that he said I apparently have a skill of just sort of when I don't know the words to something, like you know, just making it, just making random sounds until I get to the parts that I do. <laughs> and it kind of felt like it's what was going on here yeah. to a degree where I'm like, I'm sure this is really important, but I'm not getting any of it. The first yeah. song is like, where well, we don't talk about Bruno, we 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 we. Anyway, <laughs> tell you what we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about what's coming up next week Ooh. on the pod because for the first time ever, we are having one of the BFFs of the BFE Woo. doing their film and and the invitation is going out for them to join us on the end game. I don't know if we have the time, if we had that part scheduled yet. Not yet. Drum roll. But we do have the name of the film and the name of the film the explanation, anything that's going. George, I'll hand it over to you because I don't know this. Oh, okay, so I've got... Um, quite a long bit from um reverend bruce here but i'm gonna not read it out because i feel like when he comes on this is sort of story he's gonna want to share himself if some reason something doesn't go right we can have this then yes yeah, yeah and I'll, I'll read it out then uh but we are going for a 1982 best picture oscar winner um obviously and also is above 80 percent all of them so it fits it's kind of a 40th anniversary he says um he knows the film backwards and forwards and has seen it about 20 times hang on 82 i think i've got it is it et no, no, he didn't win Best Picture. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, he says he's probably seen it 20 times or more and he's watched the special features Blu-ray and tons of commentary from the wow. director. So there's a lot he can add about the film and he completely understands why Eric Liddell, one of the two main characters, does everything he does. We are watching Chariots of Fire. Wow! I've never seen it. Oh, I've seen bits of it. I'm really excited oh, for this. This has been on my film bucket list for years. That's the running movie. That's right? the running one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the world's most famous movie mistakes is in this film. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is the film that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, it's but it's so. If, remember when we did the Romeo and Juliet one, where like the, the nurse like teleports across the church and yes, then back. Yes, yes, something kind of on that same front. Oh, okay. it was wow. a big movie mistake, and so I look forward to. Uh, not not for that, but to watch yeah, it in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. It's got a an all time iconic uh, theme. It has Jonathan um, Bengelis, I think. Who writes the theme? Yeah, don't know. Yeah, so um, I don't know. It just came out of my head. Yeah, <laughs> I was sitting there going, "Sure, you seem more confident than I do." Uh, so that will be very, very, very exciting to yeah. come please join us next week as we take a few laps around the track hey. with reverend bruce and chariots of fire reminder you can be involved in this you, you can. can you can get your vote on the five chair challenge yep. you can change the rating that goes on our internal system here it was raised because of the patreon backers today yes and if you're so inclined you can do whatever bruce is gonna do next week you can choose a film and join us for the end game and explain you to can us be march's pick if you get in there you can soon. be march's pick if you get in soon enough we have an opening in march get so a march on there you go. <laughs> so, again, please join us next week. We're doing a couple of laps around the track with Reverend Bruce in Chariots of Fire. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And I don't know about this week, but next week, we're going to talk about Bruso. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop.